Mega Man, will you and Mega Man penetrate the seven separate societies of Dr. Wily and preserve the human race? You're in control. Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Sean. And I'm Sam. Guys, how are we doing? I'm all Excellent. right. All right. I'm pretty good. Welcome to Monsteropolis. Uh, <laughs> Population. Not to be confused with Monsteropolis. Five. Yeah, well, what's weird is, is like, right? That's the that's the that's Monsters the University Monsters world. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Monsters Inc. world. And then like. Mega Man gets away with it here. That's actually the name of the place that Mega Man, that where Mega Man One takes place. We're talking about Mega Man One. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you guys know about Mega Man? Mega Man? Is it a robot? Not the not the guy himself. Uh, the franchise. The franchise. Like like you know, Mega Man is a franchise that is just as big as like you know some Marvel. of the other <laughs> some of the other franchises <laughs> that we've been covering, like Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers. Mega Man's been going on for a long time. And the the direction of Mega Man has changed a lot since like the beginning of the of the games. Like it started off as one thing, and now it's like there's like five different Mega Man yeah. franchises, yeah. and people are just clamoring for like more of the old. So I'm just curious what you guys know, Joe. You want to tell us what you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm aware of Mega Man in like my peripherals. Like I, I know it's out there. I've seen it. I've definitely played one of the NES games when I was a kid. Not this one. I have played it before, but. When I was a kid, I had one I would pick up once in a while, but never got very far. Other th- otherwise, though, it's just kind of it's just kind of been in the background of my life. Okay, until so now. Yeah, it's hard to be a video gamer and not be aware of its existence. Right. Uh, yeah. Sean, what do you got for us? Uh, I was introduced to Mega Man with Mega Man Eight on the PlayStation. Uh, my my stepbrothers were really, really into it. Um, that was the one that had all of the terrible uh voiceover work in the anime sections um and i wasn't i didn't really like it it was way too hard um and i mean it it looked it looked beautiful but i was totally for like no i want 3d i want 3d action and then you know that sort of wore off and then i started playing Mega Man x on super nes and uh you know it it's yeah it's been there I like playing as him in Smash. I mean, all right, all right. it's uh, it's 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 here and there. I, not as not as peripheral as Joe, but I, I'm not a huge fan. Okay, Sam, uh, I'm kind of the same as Joe. I you know obviously knew about Mega Man just for being a video game fan in general, but I, I feel like I may have played the first one or one of the NES ones in some kind of you know as like some mini game and some other game or somehow, but never more than just a couple minutes of it and i really just know him mostly from smash 4 and smash ultimate um okay. and i know that people say he like shoots lemons which yeah. is like a joke <laughs> um I see it. but besides that i don't really i don't i didn't really know anything going into it all right and, and for me i was playing uh as a kid i was playing the sonic mega collection on gamecube in like 2002, I want to say, I had just finished Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for GameCube, and I was like, oh, I, I would like to play more Sonic games, so they had the Sonic Mega Collection, which takes you through that whole history, and I loved those games, it made me fall in love with Sonic, because I never had Sega consoles growing up, and then I heard about the Mega Man Anniversary Collection, and I was like, oh, well, I like the Sonic Collection so much, I'm sure I'll love 
the uh, Mega Man version of this whole thing. And I got that for GameCube as well. And I just remember thinking, like, wow, this is sadistic. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I was young, but, like, I'm used to, like, playing a certain kind of game. And Mega Man is the kind of game that you need, like, you need to think about what you're going to do. Yeah. You can't really yeah. run through Plan this ahead. game. You're, yeah, exactly. You need to think about how you're going to... Uh, deal with the enemies on the current screen, and then what you're gonna, what's your plan of attack when you enter the new screen? It's kind of like the complete opposite of Sonic, where you're just you're always on a new screen, and so you're just going in guns blazing the right, whole time. Right, right, yeah. And so it was just it was just so different to me that I was like, this is really hard. I don't enjoy this at all. I'm done with Mega Man, and I was done for a very long time. And then I started collecting NES games, and I had uh, Mega Man one and two, and I think I also played four. Which is the one that adds like the sliding mechanic, or no, no, um, it adds the, the charge? charge shot, yeah. the charge shot. That's very controversial. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Okay. Uh, but right now, since we're talking about Mega Man One, let's do some first impressions. Sam, uh, it honestly just kind of felt like I thought it would. Um, you know, you jump, you shoot, uh, you shoot enemies. It's colorful. The music was nice. But Mega Man had always been in your peripheral, right? Like you said, yeah. you haven't really played one. So right. going in and having the very first idea of Mega Man being your first experience to do it too, did you feel like, like did, did it meet the hype of the franchise that's been going on for 30 years? Or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it, it kind of, you know, it felt a little bit stiff, but kind of like NES stiff, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not like it wasn't bad or anything, just that it was... You know, it just had it has just aged a little bit, and you can tell. But for what it is, it was pretty much what I expected. Cool, Sean. Um, I when I first started playing it, <clears throat> I because I had Mega Man Eight and X in my you know mental backlog. Uh, it, it just sort of surprised me how much of the game has sort of stayed the same. Like the feeling of the game. Because I mean, uh, every single one of them is just run and sh- run, jump and shoot. With a couple of variations, but like you, you warp in. Like every game is just like you warp in. That's got like a feel to it. Um, <clears throat> the uh, uh, the the shooting st- still feels the same. It, it just like it has like the essentials ever since the first one. Eight feels like one, which feels like X, which feels like X four. Everything has this very Mega Man quality to it, whether it's one game or the other. So I just found that interesting. That was my first impression was, this is Mega Man. All right, Joe? The first thing that like really stood out to me was was that this is what I imagine when I think Nintendo hard. This is my maybe not always true idea of what Nintendo hard is, where it's like, it's hard... But not like super, super cheap hard. Like hard where I can feel like I can learn it. So even, for, even no matter which level you start from, I feel like I you have to learn the level, and it's it's really it presents more of a challenge, more of a fair challenge than I think we've had in a lot of games. I agree with that. I had a similar similar thought about it being Nintendo hard. Right, and yeah. I think it's like the our like idealistic uh, memories of what Nintendo hard yeah. is, where it's like not the really annoying, like, like, like very yeah. challenging but doable as well. Right, right, and not like cheap doable. Exactly. Yeah, and so I, I played the game before, but uh, I didn't want to think about the future Mega Man games. I just wanted to focus on, like, okay, this is my first time playing Mega Man 1 for Nostalgia. Like, how do I feel about it right now? And, I, you know, we've talked about how you need a lot of focus and direction in this game, and I learned that, like, a lot by restarting my game very often. There's a lot of times where I'd be like, 
two bosses in or maybe something like that. Like, I'd have two of the power-ups, and I got to another one, and then I died there, and I was just like, you know, maybe I just need to start from scratch again. And I can't tell you how many times I did that just because I felt like I wasn't I wasn't getting how to play the game properly. There, there, there was a moment for me where this game finally clicked for me, and I was like, oh, that's how you play a Mega Man game. You can't just, like accept the damage and move on like there is a way and and it's designed by by the programmers like there is a way to navigate your way through this it's not like an enemy was placed somewhere and you're just supposed to accept, yeah yeah right. you're supposed to get right. hit or supposed to like deal with it it's like you know it's a, yeah, it's a lot of learning yeah, yeah a lot of learning so i think like my first impression was just that i really need to like take my time and not think about like okay i'm on this screen right now and i need to get to the next screen immediately well uh were there any actual Long-term repercussions for losing all your lives because I feel like it just no, there wasn't. Uh, I, so this is completely psychological. The, the psychological for me of the just like resets, start, right? right? Starting over and just like being like, you know what? Let's just start from the beginning and maybe try a different order of bosses. Yeah. You know, there is a weakness pattern that we'll mm-hmm. talk about, but just getting around that and almost like like you said, psychologically, like learning how to play this game yeah. because the first thing that you know we'll mention about this game is that enemies are placed. Yes. In, mm-hmm. in, a, in a very specific way. Finally. As, as, yeah. yeah, but so it's like there is a specific way to play that the programmers have in mind, too. It's mm-hmm. very similar to Super Mario Brothers, where there are times where you need to hold down the run button and jump accordingly to make a reach because they planned it to be that way. In other games that we've played, I just think about like games like Trojan or Russian Attack, like those games... They've created the combat system. They've created the platforming idea. But then it's just like you just deal with it however you want yeah. to. There's mm-hmm. no real like right. plan put out there. Enemies it's just spawn. Not like a puzzle or yeah. anything. Right. Exactly. There's yeah. no yeah. A puzzle is a good way to to explain it. That's how I would describe each screen. Like a combat puzzle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah which is cool. But before we get there, we should talk about the objective. For those of you that don't know what Mega Man's all about, you have to work your way through six stages in any order you choose. In later games, it'll become eight, and that becomes the standard for how many bosses. But in this one, there's just six robot masters to take on. You go to their stage, you defeat them, you get their uh, their weapon or their version of their power-up, uh, and Mega Man equips that, and now you can take that new power-up into all the other stages. You defeat all six... To get to the evil Dr. Wily, and then that's where you can now be the fully powered up Mega Man, where you have access to all the power-ups you need in order to beat the game. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. Absolutely. Let's unpack it. So, I mean, first I would just like to clarify to anybody that doesn't know what a Mega Man is, it's a side-scrolling platformer. But other than that, um, I think this is the first game that introduces a a choose-your-own-adventure sort of... Uh, situation where yeah. you can go to these levels in any order, and it's mm-hmm. not just because like there's a hundred levels. They're not right. even right. Yeah. They, it actually affects. It actually has an impact if you yeah. decide to go to the fire level before you go to the ice level. Yeah, you're going to get a different Experience. weapon added to your yeah. arsenal right. too. Yeah. Where it's but like, also, oh, maybe that would be helpful if I went to this level first and got what I needed from there before I go to this. Yeah, level. there's strategy involved, right? right. Because each of the power ups does do things to the stage themselves. The bosses have a particular weakness, and also it affects the enemies in different ways too. So I think, like, yeah, there's definitely an advantage to that kind of thing. But also, you know, with the the way that you take down the stages in any particular order, the game doesn't uh, tell you the order. No. It, it starts you on Cutman, but he's not necessarily where you want to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can immediately just choose whichever boss you want. And it's interesting that they're just represented by their robot master. It's not like <laughs> stages have names or yeah. anything like that or places. That's kind of all like additional information you can find elsewhere. 
but it's just like, which of these bosses do you want to take on? And it's almost like if you don't read the manual and you just get greeted with that screen, you have no idea what's about to happen. You're like, am I playing right. as Cup Man? Yeah. Now that yeah. I select him? Like, well, this is another example, not to go off topic, but this is another example of where all the context comes from the manual. Like, yes. There's no story element in this game. It's just you have to go back to the manual to understand what you're even doing. So I think that... Um, if somebody were to play without the manual and you're just greeted by this, yeah, you might not think that you may think you're playing as somebody else. It's very strange. I'm glad you mentioned the manual, Sean, because I think it's time for a little Tales from the Manual section. So there's there's two, you know, we always bring up funny things in the manual, and I'm, I'm going to do that first. So there's there's two things I definitely want to talk about here. And the first being that in the helpful game playing hints, which is literally page one after all the information goes through, it's like, here, before we talk about like what enemies are or how to do anything, here's just game playing hints. You know? <laughs> Let me tell you how the health yeah. bar works. Right, right, exactly. So they refer to the Mega Man energy meter as a thermometer. <laughs> And I'm like, I never once thought of it like that. You know, they're talking about that thing on the left-hand side of your screen. I know what you mean, but is this, this might be the first time we've seen a vertical health meter. And, like, maybe that's why they would use that analogy. I know that, it, like, to us it just sounds like a stupid, like... Uh, mistranslation or mistranslation something. Mistranslation or just redundant information, but I guess... Yeah, I don't know. But also, like, referring to it as a thermometer, and this is completely, like, just semantics, but, like, referring to it as a thermometer makes me think that you wouldn't want to have a full bar, because that means you have, like, a <laughs> <Yeah>. fever. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a robot, though, so you want to be, true. like... Oh, yeah, 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 you want to have Maximum gas. output. Yeah. 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 So, I just thought that was funny that they describe it as thermometer shape, but point taken, Sean, you're correct. And then... Uh, there's, there is like immediately they have to call it out because they just never planned a way to deal with this otherwise, and it's really silly. But they have to tell you about the magnet beam right. because <laughs> if you don't find out about it, you won't be able to beat the game. Yeah. But it's also not like mandatory to yeah. ever yeah. like I, get I, it. I missed it. I did yeah. too, and then I read the mm-hmm. manual and I and I did think to myself, they put that right there so they can be like. It was in the first page of the manual yeah. like, to, to yeah. me. So I was like, okay, fair enough. I just think it's insane but... that, that that's the best way that they could think to communicate that. And I get that, like, back then games were about secrets, but that's not really a secret. That's no, not really no. like a secret. Like, just make another stage where you fight Magnet Man. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're fighting yeah. Cut Man. You're fighting right. Bomb Man. Might as well fight Magnet it, Man it, and get that power. It, it honestly does feel like afterwards when they playtested it, they were like, you know what? This Magnet thing, it kind of sucks the way we have it. But it's too late to do anything else in the game. Like, just throw it in the manual at the front on the front page <laughs> so everyone knows to get the magnet beam. Not to mention the magnet beam is, like, practically broken uh, in the game. <laughs> yeah. But we'll talk about that in the power-up section. But I, I appreciate magnet beam's inclusion in this Me game. Too. I think the more power-ups, the merrier in these Mega Man games. Like, once you become the full Marvelous. Mega Man... Yeah. <laughs> once you become... The full Mega Man? There's, like, no feeling like that in a game so far on the NES. But we'll get into that later. (laughs) The full Mega Man. The full Mega Man. What would you call that Mega Man? The micro The essential Mega Man. Macho Man. Macho Man. I like that better. Okay, let's call him Macho Man during during that phase. Uh, Anything else from the manual section anybody wants to talk about? Well, we could. I mean, we have to talk about the uh, the change in the complete change in what the story is. Okay. Um, You want to walk us through it? Well, I I mean it, it's like it's just supposed to take place on Earth in the, in the like Japanese game, 
And it, I don't know if it's just because like, oh, well, we can't have we can't have there be violence in the real world. So we have to make up this place called Monsteropolis like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why that was a pertinent detail that needed to be addressed. And then they changed the name of the the uh, Dr. Light to Dr. Wright. And <laughs> they kept Wiley. I, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of weird anachronisms. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Yes, no, I I completely agree. And also, the only story you're getting from this game isn't even in the manual. It's on the back of the box. So I feel like that's just something that, like, you know, I don't pick up the back of the box, read through that, and say, hmm, this is Well, there's a story section in the manual, right? Oh, right. There's the Mega Man story thing. And I actually thought, not knowing that it was different from the Japanese uh, version, I actually thought, like, oh, that's a a pretty solid uh, explanation of, like, a short description of what's going on here yeah. yeah say what you will but monsteropolis is uh pretty clever is it <laughs> it's a pretty clever meaning. oh because monster yeah and oh, oh and Anopolis. like a yeah. like a city yeah sort of. even totally though forget that nobody has ever referred to as a monster in this game yeah that's why i was there yeah, like, are you collect, the monster they don't collect children's <laughs> screams uh, do they, are the citizens <laughs> monsters the citizens are monsters. Yeah. The well, citizens name their city Monsteropolis. For those of you that don't know the Mega Man story, here's how I imagine it. I'm not reading the manual. I'm just saying I always thought of it as like the human race is basically under threat by Dr. Wily, who's turned all the good robots that were supposed to like, you know, like They're worker cut man bots. does a yeah. yeah, he's a worker bot guy. He's just cutting stuff and then all of a sudden he's like reprogrammed to be evil and now Dr. Wily's using all the those robot masters to right. take over the earth. That's what it says in the manual. Okay, except, good. Well except yeah. Earth. But otherwise that's right, what it says. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, it's up to Mega Man, the the only uh Android left, I guess, to save the day. Right? Oh yeah, roll. Yeah, wait, how is that different than... No, I'm saying I don't... I'm saying that... I, I think I got that. Mike wrote the manual. <laughs> there, were, it just, there were just a bunch of seemingly insignificant details changed that I, I just found weird because it's not like in uh, Kid... Ic- not Kid Icarus. Uh, Cupid. The, the oh, game with the... Yeah. Like oh, where uh, it used to be a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Why It's not like, well, this doesn't make any sense without the manga or something like that. Right. It's just, let's just change these details just because. And I got why I got why they changed Rockman to Mega Man, but I don't understand why they changed the world to Monsteropolis. <laughs> <laughs> here is surely familiar with the box art though for for the Mega Man North American version right uh, I feel like it's kind of infamous it's, in terms it's of part of the, the video game canon now I yeah guess. yeah it like it, it went beyond just like NES collecting and stuff like that <laughs> and it's just known as like the strangest translation <laughs> of a game into a box art so who, who wants to try and describe this thing in case people don't know what they're looking at um I think I got this. Okay. All right. So we got uh, in the background kind of like a, you know, like a, an outrun sort of checkerboard. Uh, and then in the foreground, there is what appears to be one of the apes from Planet of the Apes uh, <laughs> dressed up in like a ridiculous costume that I guess is Mega Man. Uh, but it's blue and yellow. This, blue co- and yellow. this costume is blue and yellow, and Hold- he's, he's holding, holding a gun. Yeah, he's yeah. holding a gun. <laughs> Which also like a doesn't Glock. have... Not like the arm cannon thing that he has. It's just a gun. 
Right. And he's just in such an awkward pose, and he's got like a cod piece or something. Also, <laughs> he's in the middle of doing. He's in the yeah. middle of doing squats. His, yeah. you know, his position is like you know in Spider Man Three when he does that dance. Like he's doing the Spider Man Three dance at the end. Before before Spider Man Three, he was the first. Yeah, to do that's it. Yeah. probably yeah. where they got it from. In Spider Man Three, his legs just don't look like they're facing the right way. Either. Yeah, the, like, the whole the whole the whole piece of artwork has problems with perspective. Yeah, uh, whether it's on his head and his arms, I think they they just like copied. They must have uh, like traced a sketch of someone's face from like a noir detective novel yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, and just put it under this really weird... Like, he's, he's not facing the right direction. He looks, like, he looks like he's riding an invisible horse. <laughs> and, and so so the real story here is that Mega Man... Uh, they, were, they were working on it for a while over at Capcom, and then they weren't sure, like, how it was going to be received or whatever. But it was selling fairly well in Japan, and so they immediately decided, like, we need to get this thing out to North America, like, stat. And they gave uh, the, like, in-house designer one day... To make the new box art for Mega Man One, which is still terrible. Okay, this is, knowing this is that you not, had a full yeah. day and you still brought exactly. this. This is I could see this being uh, a, an okay piece of work if you had maybe like a half hour and you you were like, well, I messed up that perspective, <laughs> so I gotta run with it. There's so much detail in the city behind him, though. Is there you know? though? Is there I mean, there's really a lot, not there's detail? Nice there's a lot of, there's there's like a lot of stuff, stuff going happening, on, yeah. you know. And that, none of that happens in the game. Yeah, though. why <laughs> is that all there when there's this little monkey man in the in the foreground? The only thing I really remember, and I don't remember if it, I think it's a Lech Man stage, uh, what, the stage with the yellow. Um, yeah, that's Lech Man. Oh, on the, in the background. Oh, okay. Uh, I think that's a Lech Man. Yeah. yeah. And they, that's what I thought of as like, oh, that's what people live in. These giant, like, <laughs> yellow globe towers. Could Nowhere be. to be found in the box office. Uh, the box, the box uh, office. office. The, box the movie office. never came out. <laughs> the movie never came out. But uh, speaking of movies, the Mega Man European uh, box art, now that looks like a movie I would watch. I, I don't know. It looks like cosplay. Sean, take us through it. So the Mega Man uh, PAL release is a very, a very dramatic... Uh, movie poster, pretty much, uh, which has a photorealistic Mega Man who uh, has de-aged 30 years since his American version. Yeah, it's Mega Boy. Um, he's now not wearing metal or anything like that. He's just wearing a, a jumpsuit. Uh, with a, At least they got the the power shooter laser glove right. Yeah, the arm cannon. The arm cannon is the word. Uh, and then they've got really... Burly versions of the uh, the, the the masters, robot the masters. robot masters in the background, and then you have like Doctor Wily's castle in the back, and then you have like the Darth Vader <laughs> face in the background of a very pensive Doctor Wily. Yeah, he doesn't even really look evil. He <laughs> looks like he's like the, the mentor. Yeah. Of... There's something about like Doctor Wily in that top left, like you know, and and how he looks, and then the lightning striking on the <laughs> yeah. top of Wily's tower. It's very chiaroscuro. I was just thinking, like maybe even a little bit like Rocky Horror or like <laughs> Frankenstein's castle. You it's know, very like, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like what what are we trying to get from here? But I will tell you, love the way that um, Gutman, um, Fireman, and um, Electman look in this box art. Yeah, like that's pretty cool that they did. Like, forget say what you will about the photorealistic versions <laughs> of Wily and Mega Man, they look really cool. I still think that at least they at least it looks like it's for the right game. 
Yes, that's true. There's no, there's not a lot of. Um, also, wait, but who's that? I was arm? just gonna say that. I just noticed that the same moment you did. Yeah, I was looking around like, wait, whose arm is that? Uh, yeah, there's an arm well, under, you... behind the Mega Man logo. There's like a, it looks like one of the other henchmen or one of the other robot masters. I mean, it was, it was probably like a bigger piece of artwork that they cropped right. to fit. Yeah, maybe it was hmm. Bomb Man, maybe uh, who's like, yeah, who just got defeated or something. Maybe, I don't know. maybe his arm is like winding up because the other one's even lower with a bomb and. He's about to like heft, like yeah, heave it up he there, heave it over you know. Head. But he's just trying to counterbalance the bomb. I think that's it. Yeah, that's gotta be it. <laughs> yeah, what else could there be? And so, since we've talked about the uh, American and European box arts, we might as well mention that while the Famicom one is fine, it has the cartoon versions yeah. of them from the manual. Th- that's not Mega Man. That is Rockman. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it is. The same guy. No, 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 but I'm saying it's Rockman is the name that he's always been. He's never referred to as Mega Man in Japan. They never changed that over. So you just have uh, Rockman is the series as it's known in Japan. And there's a great reason for that, which I might as well divulge into now since we talked about it. But the reason why it's called Rockman is because this whole concept of this game is based off of rock, paper, scissors. The idea that one thing would be able to combat oh, another yeah. thing. I so, I agree that that is a, a concept in the game, but I feel like it has more to do with just like the musical naming conventions that they have. What do you mean? Like rock and roll. Later they have bass and treble. Yeah, yeah but I think that's all added afterwards. They've is stated, it? yeah, they've oh. stated in their intentions in like but interviews roll, that. But roll exists in. Yeah, uh, no, I know. I'm saying I oh. think that that all came after the idea of like this, like a game based on power ups and stuff like oh, that. Where, okay. where basically the whole thing is just a giant rock paper scissors battle because you know if ice can defeat fire, but fire can defeat um, ice. Yeah, no, can I know that Ice Man you go to first before you go to Fire Man if you're playing in the correct order. But like you know, just saying right. each thing has like a weakness right. to it. But you also have that thing has a different power up to right. the other thing. So it's like this giant yeah. game yeah. of rock, paper, it's scissors. It's funny because that sounds it sounds weird to compare that because we're living in 2019 where that's like a video game mechanic and, and yeah, a mechanic like Pokemon and a lot of things. Yeah. 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 But I guess if, you know, this hasn't really been a mechanic in much before this, I'm assuming, then that's like, yeah, rock, paper, scissors. It's like you're picking what's better than the other thing. It's like the, a better way to describe it, I guess, to people in 1987 than it is to us. So wait a second. Why isn't Cutman the first guy that you should fight? Because Rock beats Scissors. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that. I feel like we'll just we'll go into development right now. Uh, <laughs> Cutman is actually the first design thing for anything Mega Man related, and was actually going to be the protagonist. He was just going to have Scissors on the his chest. It was going to be Cutman was going to be who you play as, and the idea was that you were going to use his ability to. His- but then, then the whole PR department was like, yeah. no, no running with scissors. It's a bad look. We'll have kids cosplaying as this guy yes. running yes. around with razor blades. It was when they were. What about when they designed Paper Man? Then what happened to him? Paper Boy, new Paper game, Bo- different oh, game. Yeah, he got, he got yeah. changed to a different game. So, in an interview with Akira Kitamura, who uh, was the programmer on Mega Man and is largely responsible for the creation of Mega Man, uh, this is a great interview. He's no longer, I think, in the video game industry. I think he's just done with that. But a lot of people also know um, Inafune, who is still in the video game industry and just recently put out. Mighty Number no. Nine, and I, you know, it was, it was there. Right, it happened. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people see him as the Mega Man guy. But I think that um, Akira is just as involved in the original process of creating the Mega Man games. So when Kitamura was asked about like what's the process for making the Robot Masters, he actually talks about 
that Cup Man was the first thing ever designed. He says, when thinking about Mega Man, I sometimes feel that it's not Mega Man himself, but all the different robot masters that are the real treasure of the series. Mega Man stays the same character from game to game, but the robot masters are all unique one-off creations with their own individual design, capabilities, and backstories. It honestly wouldn't be weird at all to make one of them the star of their own games. When I first created the world for Mega Man, but before I knew what the gameplay system would be, originally there was no Mega Man, no Roll, no Dr. Light. Cut Man was the hero. I imagined a game where you'd use those scissors on his head to cut down <laughs> enemies and other obstacles as you progressed through stages. The entire game is just scissors based. That just that just tickles <laughs> me. Yeah, and then like basically what he says is is that after that more and more of these robot master ideas started to come to him and he said, "Okay, if I have a bunch of these guys, which I would think would lead to like some team up game, right, where you use like <laughs> each of theirs independently, but thank goodness he decided instead, what if you defeated these guys to gain their powers? Cuz that's such a much more compelling yeah. system yeah. than just being able to like okay if you picked cut man you have to play through him as this right. whole stage whereas like now it's like okay cool you have you beat cut cut man like just use his power up whenever you want yeah i can see it as like you know let's say cut man is evil until you beat him and he's like oh i'm gonna join your team now then you can kind of swap out mm-hmm. characters instead of well you know, and you reprogram him it's a little yeah. uh it's a little off topic going into like sequels and spinoffs territory but uh there is a like remake remaster for the PSP where they include like playing as the characters oh, that you beat cool. if you just do it with your uh arm cannon and not use other power ups. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that that was that was thought of. It was interesting. You know, you go thirty years, you go far enough down the lines yeah. that everything has everything. almost been thought. Yeah. Of. Right, right. <laughs> it's actually like kind of hard to believe that Mega Man 11 just came out and that's like you know what did they do what did they add how do you make something different Uh, and they did they made something really different so that's really cool never played it but I think we need to start talking about the game itself is everybody cool with that if we start talking about the game what game this game game? you were supposed to play the game Uh, Joe I'm kind of upset. You know, we do this. We've been doing this for. I just thought that you did, you every week you say play the game. This week you didn't say it. So right. No, so. That's true. That's yeah. true. I forgot to say play the game. I was just saying read up all the developer interviews <laughs> right, you can yeah. and make sure to eat the manual. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sean, what's it like to be Mega Man? Well, you you do a lot of running, you do a lot of jumping, uh, you shoot stuff. Glad you said that. Because uh, running, wait, hold on. jumping, and <laughs> shooting. Done. No, 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 you're done. Because that's what all I want to talk about for right now. Running, jumping, and shooting. We have a lot of complaints as we play many NES games about the way things uh, behave with controls and stuff like yeah. that. A lot of times it's the jump. How does Mega Man jump? Like, how would you describe it 
I would I would describe the jump as uh as entirely serviceable. It, okay. It is not a annoying it's not an annoying jump like in in prior games, but it's also it, it's not as expressive as a Mario jump. And then shooting. Uh you know, you shoot the the lemons and it it just sort of feels like a pea shooter. Um but it gets the job done. Again, completely serviceable. Um, I feel like you, you're trying to get something out of me. And then when you combine them together, how does that feel? To be jumping and shooting and running and doing all of this back and forth, back and forth. How does that feel as a as a as an experience compared to our other NES games that we've been playing? It's um, it's it's freeing. Freeing. Okay. <laughs> it's it's very. Um, no, because there are a lot of, of these side-scroller games where you can either do one or the other, or um, uh, if it's a shmup, you can't really control where you go, or it, it's not as... Um, this is like the, the purest form of of run-and-gun that we've had, I feel, so far. I, I would say, as far as the jumping and the movement, I would say next to... I mean, I'd have to, this is I'm pulling this out of my head right now because I have to go back and play every game again. But next to Mario, I would say this feels maybe the best for the as far as like running and jumping. I think for the most part, with a few exceptions of things that that are finicky, but overall, I'd I think say it's very maybe smooth. Metroid beats it out as Metroid, far as okay, running and yeah, jumping. That, that's a good example. I'd have um, to look back at Metroid, but I do think that the way that the enemies are in this beats out Metroid. Um, but one thing that we haven't mentioned is we talked about jumping, but we didn't talk about falling, which I think is like its own separate thing. Yeah, and I'd like to get to falling in a beat, but I okay, think we should okay. stay. Yeah, we just should the stay regular. on the topic of the jumping and shooting, just because I think in certain ways, if you if you forget that they are like two different style of games, if you bring up Mario, this is like Mario with a gun. You know, yeah, I think that's yeah, what's yeah. so appealing yeah. to like the Mega Man people is like it, it's it's almost more exciting than a Mario game because you you know. You actually have to like kill your enemies in creative ways that you you know, or get around their uh, their shooting. You know, you're dodging combat in, in Mario games. Like the furthest thing we came to in Super Mario Brothers One was like the Hammer Brothers yeah, as, in right. terms of like throwing projectiles or Lakitu dropping like the, defensive though. Right, yeah. right, exactly. You don't have a way to be like well, the fireball, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. like you know. Mega Man being being able to jump and shoot right from the beginning and having just that be your primary weapon, right, is serviceable on its own, as Sean yeah. said. Then stack in all these power-ups. That's when it actually starts to feel good. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, Sean, so continue. I, I think that um, as soon as you... Whatever your first weapon is, unless it's the bombs, because the bombs kind of suck, but yeah. that, that's going to be what you're going to be playing with. Like not in not in terms of like this is what you're going to be using as your bread and butter weapon, but you're going to feel the best when you start using these uh, these upgrade weapons. Uh, one of my favorite experiences in this game, and what to- f- finally like enlightened me to this whole like retro aesthetic of slow down feeling good was uh, uh, the Electman weapon. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah the electric beam. With yeah. the yeah, electric beam, so like you get three directions to shoot in. It's a huge hit hitbox. And because there's so many sprites going on at when you shoot this weapon, the game slows down and it just feels crunchy. And it just it's one of the best feeling weapons in any game we've played so far. And I count that. I mean, like, sometimes we hate slowdown, but because this doesn't necessarily, like, hurt you as the player, yeah. I count that as more of, like, a heat it's of the like moment. Feet, yeah, like, Mega yeah, Man has like now boom. slowed down everything. Yeah. And he's, like, fully aware yeah. of yeah. what's well, going on. It's kind of like when you, uh, when you die in this, it freezes for a second. Yeah. It's, like, right. kind of a similar thing. It's, like, now I'm packing a punch. Yeah. yeah. And 
and, and on, on top of all of the all the power ups, I think one thing that I learned because you were saying like once you get the power up, that's going to be your main thing. I wasn't playing the game like that for so long, yeah. and it was only until that clicked with me of like that the power ups have each other's weaknesses and that you want to be using them throughout the stage. Mm-hmm. That that's when I started doing that. I think if I can fault the game for a second, we've been praising it for a little. If I can fault it, I. I think it's kind of a mistake that the select is used for pausing and not for cycling through uh, your mm. power-ups because mm. that would be like a much more intuitive way of, of swapping well, through Then you'd have to actually cycle and you'd have yeah. to... You'd no, have totally. To I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that by, by pressing start is how you get the menu to pop up with right. all the different things. And they're just represented by a single letter, so you still have to know what they're going to do and stuff. Right. But it, it completely halts the gameplay mm-hmm. for a minute. And then you come back out of it, and then you switch like that. And then, and once you have all the power ups, that can be uh, a very jarring process. Where if you you know if you actually are thinking of the best way yeah. to get from screen to screen, you might do that. So I just think that like you know by not interrupting the gameplay at all and cycling through with select, at least you get a, a chance to continue the gameplay. And I feel like it's a more freeing thing yeah. that I would have explored more power ups more often. Had I have done it that way, yeah. as opposed know. to it could have been like, both too. If you needed to, like, you didn't have time to scroll through and like all eight or whatever, uh, you could also do it through the pause. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. fine with I that. Think that would be my my solution because I, I really liked the idea of like, all right, this next section I'm going to use the you know the I'm going to use fire for this next section and, and get that ready and like all right here I go and then like all right pause next section what am I going to not that I did that a lot where I would pause but I I prefer that than trying to remember like. How many? Okay, hits like three times to get back to the. I just, yeah, yeah. To I, I totally I agree with what you're saying. I think I want to make my point more clear. I think what I was referring to is that it because it's in the start menu and it requires halting gameplay yeah, and choosing right. your thing. That it breaks flow, and so I was less inclined to switch between power ups throughout the game. I was mostly like being like. You know, oh, okay, cool. This this elect man power is awesome. I'm gonna use that. Or you know, there was only like, all right, now I should use gut man's thing because I know that I can pick up boulders. Like I'm yeah. only gonna use yeah. that in this section. You know, I'm not gonna like I'll try out that power elsewhere. I would right? say another negative uh, in the same realm is uh, maybe this is just personal for me, um, but I think psychologically this game makes you hoard your power your power up weapons like i didn't want to use my uh my other weapons unless like i really needed to like i was trying to save them up for the boss right exactly save Mm -hmm. them up for the boss is is another early mistake that i feel like i made i was saving them for the boss and if you go through the level and just play with the power up for the most part you're going to continue to collect uh, things that will replenish yeah Yeah. Yeah. And and if you know who you're facing and what power up is better against it you can always use different ones yeah Yeah. you you can use different ones and when you find that ammo to replenish you can decide what it will replenish right Mm -hmm. so it doesn't just replenish everything or just one there's not like one color for one yeah for one power you pick which power you want it to replenish before you grab it yeah if we can talk about the stages for a minute uh we don't have to talk about a specific stage but just the the layout of the first six robot master stages. How did you guys feel about that? Specifically, the fact that uh, enemies were programmed to be in specific places. Uh, I thought that uh, you know I thought it was cool. It did feel. I mentioned this before. It feels like uh, like an action puzzle, sort of combat puzzle. I think. Yeah, I you want to talk more about that? I'd love to hear. Uh, like there will be a time where you like in the uh, what's his name the the mining one. Uh, Gutsman. Gutsman. I always want to say like Rockman, but that's not him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gutsman one. There are those little guys with the hard hats in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, they like pop their heads up and then they shoot their little things out. 
Uh, and you have to either, like, get your timing down exactly to shoot them just as they pop up or, like, decide which weapon is best for those, you know? So, I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Uh, but then there'd be other moments where I'd be shooting the heck out of some guy and then accidentally back up too much. And then he would respawn in the same spot with full health. And yeah. yeah. So those moments I that's wasn't crazy fun. about. Yeah, but. yeah, that happened to me a lot, particularly with those those hoppy things, those like spring loaded, yeah, the hoppy things, one legged jumping things. For me, oh, it was the, the, Matt, painting right? a picture yeah. here. For me, yeah, it was those. the Hammer Bros. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. No, the pickaxe yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean. No, I know. Yeah. Bros, yeah, I just don't want anybody to think there's <laughs> Hammer Bros in this game as a cameo. I mean, there's or two of them. <laughs> Great. So um, it's actually four, I think, in that level. Well, there's two sets. Yeah. Okay, Sean. <laughs> in the in the, the macro sense of the, the level brothers. design, uh, it does a good job of like tutorialization. Like within like the first few uh, screens, they will pretty much do the the Mario philosophy of they're gonna show you a thing you have to do in a vacuum where there's like some some semblance of safety. Whether it's just like here's just one enemy or. Here's this jump you'll have to make, but you you'll land on you'll just land on the platform below, and you won't die immediately. Um, and they build on that. It's not as elegantly done as it is in Mario, but the, at least the concept is there. And th- th- this would not be possible in a game unless the uh, they were they were hand placed enemies. Like I I I hate playing the games where they just run at you randomly, and sometimes there'll be something that's programmed to be at, like the midpoint of the level. But other than that, it's just mooks running at you. It it really shows to it, to me, it feels like there wasn't enough thought put into level design, whereas this one definitely is. Yeah, yeah and I, I hate to think of what this game would be like if it was those same enemies on each screen, but they weren't placed specifically. They were yeah. just like, oh, the game code will figure out where to spawn them or yeah. Yeah, how they enter been... the screen. And it's like, that that would stink because yeah. there are specific enemies that do enter screen and an exit screen. There's those penguins in the Iceman stage. There's those um, those little circle guys that then shoot a bomb in, in all eight directions. There's yeah. the bullet bills. Yeah, the bullet yeah. bills. Yeah. Things like yeah, this is a Mario. Game. Yeah. Like there's uh, a big difference between the, uh, the the way that Castlevania feels and the way that Karate Kid feels. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was just going to mention Karate Kid as well because that's the first thing I'm thinking of when you guys are talking about this. And when I, while this game does have things about it that are frustrating, there's points where I'm like. It's hard to get past certain spots, and I'm doing it over and over again. I'm getting sent back to the beginning of the level. But what makes that different than the way it works in Karate Kid? For Karate Kid, I just feel like I'm being cheated. But in Karate Kid, I just feel like it's just not fair. In this, I'm, I can see my path to victory, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's fun to try it. As much as it's still that video I mean, game frustrating, it's still fun to like and satisfying to like. Yeah, because you have that. a strategic approach exactly. each time. Yeah, and you can see that it's doable, and it's not just like. One of these times, I'll mash the buttons the right way and right, just happen right. to work out the right way. It's like I can see what I need to do, and then you actually like learn to do it. Yeah, and also in a game like Karate Kid, where your health isn't as generous as a, as a Mega Man game, you know you really have to like take down every single enemy as they continue to spawn on your screen. Like yeah. you don't have the luxury right. of walking by them. I will say that you know one thing that's nice about the Mega Man games is that even if there is a section that's like, you know, oh, this is really hard. Unless it's a boss fight, there is a way to cheese through them as well to be yeah. like, you know what? 
I'm not dealing with this guy right now. It's only going to take down two health points out of, like, the 20 that you probably right. get. Mm-hmm. I'll take the damage and just buff through the stage. Because once you take damage, you have a, an invincibility period. Yeah. So I, I definitely did that at certain points that... And, like, reoccurring points, like, constantly, I would, uh, whenever I'd replay the game and get back to that section, I'd be like, you know, I'm still it's not, not yeah. yeah, I'm still not yeah. feeling it right now. The lava stage, the fireman stage had a lot of things How do like you even yeah. get through those things? Well, if you have the ice beam, you can get through a ton of them. Because you can oh, freeze yeah. the fire. Right. So, yeah, and to, that's, yeah. It's a puzzle like that, though. You yeah. know, like, like you were saying, is that that's what's really cool, is that if you go into the fireman stage without the ice power up it's a completely different level than with it because once you have it with it you can freeze it is still doable though oh no yeah yeah, it is yeah yeah. you can definitely time it it would be really I could not time it yeah I mean it's hard because it's Mega Man but I think that uh, if it were just you have to use the ice beam to get through this well, that um, would be bad. Yeah. That would yeah. be bad because exactly. I I would be like, well, I don't really feel like I'm I'm getting these power ups that I can be creative with. It's just a want. means yeah. to an end. Um, and yeah, I, I think that be, it since there are multiple ways to finish the like not multiple ways in that like oh you can you can sneak in or like in in that whole sense, but right, right. because that there are multiple routes at least that you could take different strategies. That is definitely a pro for this game. And so since what, you know, what you just brought up with, like, if you needed the ice beam, it's like, that would be the, like, antithesis of, like, this entire game. Oh, yeah. To be a choose like, your route thing. Right. It's a choose your route thing, and you, you can choose your own route. But I find that the game is best played for, for more casual players. I understand if you beat Mega Man often, you can do it in whichever order you like, and you'll be fine. But for me... Once I finally did cave in and look up the order yeah. of the bosses, I found the game to be honestly a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Even if it made the boss fights extremely easy. I mean, some of those guys go down in two hits. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's Gutman, no, Iceman, uh, um, right? Cutman, who goes down in two hits if you have Gutman's ability to take the boulders because there's two boulders. Yeah. In Cutman's stage, like in his boss fight, and you just throw one, and then the other, and he's dead. And it's like, okay, look, that's 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 like puzzle solving for the first person who did it. I cheated by looking it up, yeah. but I still think it's a very satisfying way to play the game. The whole thing is, you know, like we talked about this rock paper scissors thing. Being able to do it in your own order is fine, but also the fact that there is kind of like an agreed upon order yeah. to play the game <laughs> but, is yeah. perfectly fine too. Yeah, definitely. I I kind of enjoy the idea that like. I'm figuring out my way. At some levels, might be real. Like I might have a really hard time on Cutman, and then I come in and talk to you, and, and you'll be like, "Oh, that was easy for me because I did this." Like I love the idea that like we might have different experiences where like mm-hmm. me playing this level was completely different than you. Yeah, playing like it. a Zelda situation where a lot of the way that you get right by yeah. things is through word That's of right. mouth. Yeah, yeah, and 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 there is a lot of um, a word of mouth here because it's not necessarily that you need. A specific ability before a certain point outside of Gutman's um, ability to pick up the boulders to get the magnet beam. Yeah. Otherwise, you can just experiment. Like, oh, I got the uh, elect man beam. Like, now what am I going to do with that? Like, which boss should I face? Who would be weak to that? Mm-hmm, you know, right. like once you figure out the weakness thing, it's like who would be able to be taken down by that? And so there, some are more clear than others, yeah, but. <laughs> There, there still is some logic yeah. to it. And right. it's also kind of, you know, it's it's interesting to go in and like, all right, I'm going to try, I'm going to face Iceman and I'm going to try the fire. And okay, yeah. it didn't work. I'm going to try the bombs. Which, you know, and just... you know, it doesn't make sense, really. I don't get how Ice beats fire <laughs> and fire doesn't 
street well, ice. Well, because yeah. ice melts into water that puts out the fire. Right. There you go. Oh, you know what? That's <laughs> Absolutely. Good point. Um, but just, doesn't just, fire melt the ice? All right, go ahead. Yeah, one, one quick thing uh, uh, by Akira again, talking about enemy placement, okay? As the program of the game, he said that there are four rules to enemy placement in Mega Man 1. Okay, and I'm sure this applies to every other Mega Man program, but here are the four rules. You guys give him a, a grade at the end of how he of how well he applied the four <laughs> rules. Rule number one single weak little enemies would appear in waves of three or four individuals, and to the extent possible, I'd in, I'd avoid mixing up multiple enemies. So enemies would come more in like waves. So if you have like the penguin who gets shot with one, mm-hmm. they come three, four at a time. Mm-hmm. But if you have like in between that, you wouldn't have another enemy. You would deal with those four, move right. on to the next set of enemies. That makes sense because you'd ideally use the same item or the same power up for each for like the whole wave. Okay, right. For, yeah. Further from that, uh, rule number two, they would all continue to then use the same attack. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. have in a wave of four enemies four different styles of attack. Yep. Rule number three. I would use differences in terrain and enemy placement to adjust the difficulty of a given section. Yeah, sure. I, also, I think so far, this is not that, like, who are we to, to grade this guy, but I think that that's, like, you're, you're not overcomplicating it. You're, you, you know how to defeat this enemy, and it's just little things about the environment that make it different and not mm-hmm. like, okay, now he's throwing all this other stuff at me. Like, what the heck is going on yeah. in this game? You know, it's, yeah. it's, a lot, it's clear. And then this last one, I like it. I don't know how true it is. Number four, the difficulty of each enemy in the wave would gradually rise, but the last enemy to appear would be slightly easier. See, I, I, didn't, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, I, I didn't think I knew that was true. I didn't notice that either, and I think that that's, a, that's actually like a great idea on paper, but how would you enforce that with yeah. certain things? I, like, is it, like isn't it would just it take like, slightly one less hit or no, something? No, I think or it's just the, like, maybe accessibility. The way attacking or the... Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe not the as... the position of it. Yeah, positioning is more advantageous for you. Right, okay. Um, I think that one of the rules that um, he didn't mention that I think should have been is that uh, you you should never be in danger the moment you enter the screen mm-hmm. because that is something that he would have been he would have broken if that were one of his <laughs> rules. But I think that that should be a rule in these kinds of games. <laughs> right, right. Is is that and the only time I I can really think of that being enforced in one of his levels is when you're falling, yeah. uh, which which Sam was trying to talk about earlier when you're falling. You don't know exactly what's gonna be on the next screen when you fall yeah. down, and a lot of times yeah. it spikes. Which yeah. Are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also a point that just sticks out to me. I think it's in the Cutman level. You get to the top of a ladder, and there's like a box there. As soon as you die once from it, or you get hit once from it, you know whenever you see that box what to do. There's a box there, and it shoots out these little like silver Pac-Man looking things. Oh yeah, and they like oh, yeah. arc at you, and it just happens immediately. So like if you don't know as soon as you get to the top of the, lo- the ladder to run to the right. You're, you're dead. Or you're it, hit, it's it's almost always, and, and now that you mentioned that, I actually thought of a few other instances with those little red spring guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's almost always, though, when you're on ladders. Yep. This right. game is at its worst when you are on a ladder. <laughs> like Some, many games. Yeah, yeah like life. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody help us with the ladders here. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, I hope. Everybody knows in the Elect Man stage where those green yes. guys oh show God. up on the sides and uh, finally I figured out what you need to do. Uh, it, it came to me in a vision <laughs> and, and I'll tell you right now, it didn't make it... It made it easier. It didn't make it any less like 
getting, frustrating. Yeah, frustrating because yeah. when you get when you get hit on a ladder, you fall back down. Mm-hmm. So and those guys just stay on the yeah. screen for the most part. Uh, or if you know if enough time happens, they'll just they'll come leave. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll come back though if enough right. time. So what I wound up doing with them and with most ladder things is that is an, a perfect opportunity for Cutman's ability oh, interesting. because you can still use all your power ups the same way uh, when you're on a ladder shooting from the sides. You can't shoot up or down, but I get that because mm-hmm. you have to use the D pad to go up and down. <laughs> but if you go from the sides, it does a great arc. That will take out two or three of those guys at a time hmm. uh, if if you if you aim it properly. Right. I, but, for, I was freezing them, and in my head that made a lot of sense because like okay now they can't chase me, but like if I could freeze them, I could just shoot them and they'd be dead. Like, but freezing sounds very valid. But then, but then I, in it. my in my initial thought was that like if I freeze them and don't kill them, they won't return. But I don't know why they don't return. So I don't know. I, I, always I, I basically games, just but. took them. I took care of them on the ground and then climbed the ladder because yeah. I was just not about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there's also those guys uh, where if you shoot their legs, then oh, they yeah. then they turn into like helicopter oh, yeah, heads. Them, yeah. And and all helicopter heads in this game, regardless of if they're the ones that walk first and then become helicopter heads, whether they're blue or green, <laughs> I hate all of those helicopter heads. They have like homing attacks. Yeah. Yeah. They're the only thing like that in the game. The uh the electric power I found was good against them. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Cause, but that's just because it goes up and out. I think, I think um, you know, if there's one thing we all recognize, that the electric power is just yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's true power but right didn't, there. Didn't you notice that on the ladders, uh, if you change power-ups, then you fall through the yes. ladder? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I never tried well, to do you that. Have to, if you unpause while you're holding up, he'll re-grab the ladder immediately. Oh, okay. 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 I, I realized that a few times, too, and I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. But, yeah, I realized that, um, and we'll get to this, but when we get to the Wily portion, I was trying to change between power-ups because you need to kind of use your various power-ups, and that wasn't working out well for me. I was like, why do I keep falling off this ladder? Uh, um, but also, for falling, you fall so fast. You fall. Yeah. You just drop. Sometimes. Sometimes, Yes. It when you fall off of those uh, what do we want to call those those elevators the platforms. Like platforms yeah when you fall off of those you that's like, instantaneous yeah, you I know. Don't, yeah I don't understand why I mean I I understand that like oh we should we should hammer home that you need to have some rhythm if you're going to be on these moving platforms that drop out from under you. Um, I forgot which level specifically that they were showing we, up we the should, most in. We should explain what this is, yeah. too. There's so, basically, it's a it's a moving platform like in a Mario game uh, that at certain points the... Uh, it's, on a, it's on a track. It's on a track, and then sometimes the track just goes uh, translucent, and that means that the platform's going to drop out down from under you. Now, there's falling... There's the fall rate that happens when you jump or you, like, walk off a ledge, and then there's the fall rate... If yeah. you don't time your jump properly on these platforms, and it's just instant death. Yeah, it, it, there's yeah, got like, no to be like one frame of falling. Yeah. It's like so fast. I, I don't understand why they wanted to punish you that much, because I thought that I would have an extra moment to make that jump. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's on gut, gut man stage. And okay. the, thing, the thing about that that I noticed is that you actually have to jump well before it actually goes into the section where yeah. the uh, platform would drop. You know, yeah. you have to jump yeah. before that because if you try to even jump, like, you know, right at the minute or something, like, I, I don't know why you would, but if you try to do that, you will fall. It will just register yeah. It'll the pull fall you down. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the things that I thought was a little frustrating in not a good way. Yeah. Where 
I am glad that it showed up at the very beginning of the stage mm-hmm. because if this showed up for the first time at the end of the stage and I died from that, I would have thrown my controller. <laughs> yeah. like, nobody told me this is how you got to play yeah. this part. So those, at least like you don't get too punished. Those little platforms in general were just a real pain. Like you can only yeah. land on the platform part of it, and there's the hinge which you right. actually fall through. <laughs> which yeah. you know it's the same color as the rest of the platform. <laughs> right. If but, we're gonna nitpick, there's also the uh, the idea that. Sometimes they're not aligned. The, oh, and their you have to routes wait. aren't. You have to wait yeah, forever. You have to wait for yeah. like the uh, uh, the harmony, not the harmony. I've yeah, heard, like the, the synchronization, yeah, yeah, synchronization, synchronization below you to, to, to come back, and it can yeah. take you thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. might have to stay on one platform that has this pattern of dropping and just keep and jumping hold, yeah, and jump yeah. over and over again until the yeah. platform below you gets to a point where you can reach it. Yeah. That was yeah painful. exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, so I think I think we've we've talked about the stages pretty well. Let let's cover the robot masters. Like other than speed running, there's no like officially agreed upon order for the average player to play through the uh, the bosses. It's just that once you know like a, like where you want to start, I should say, because yeah. wh- where you decide to start. Some people decide to start with Iceman. Some people decide to start with Bomb Man. Some people start with Guts Man right away. You, it's up to you. I think that those three are the most agreed upon ways to start. But I, I chose Bomb Man. What about you guys? Who did you go to first? I went to Cut Man only yeah. because that's where the cursor that's defaulted really, to. Yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah, and I just wanted, I was just like, you know, I have no preference on any of these. I might as well just start where it's it's the least amount of work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, <laughs> all right. But so, so Cut Man, I think, is a, is a, is a good uh, robot master fight. I think that he's fair enough where, like... He has one right. weapon. It only fires one projectile. It's pretty easy to figure out the yeah. arc right. of the pattern, and so that's a fair fight if you just have your blast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not if all you have is the yet. normal blast. And, and, and I be okay. thought, I don't know if this is true, but I thought maybe they start the cursor on Cutman because it's it's like easier than some of the other ones to do with just definitely, the blaster. Yeah, it's definitely not fire guy. Right. Yeah. Right. And oh, also yeah. it's it's interesting that Cutman is the first cursor because like I mentioned earlier, he has the two boulders in his stage which I don't think any of the other robot masters Mm-mm. do. And so that kind of alludes if you did have yeah. uh Gutsman's ability that you would be like, "Oh, I need to use these boulders. I have this ability here." And then and you'll then find you... out right away it takes out half his yeah. health. Yeah. Right? I didn't even then, know about well, that. Well, also then you see it and you go Oh, you so you see that the first time. Go to Gutman, get his power, and then realize what it's for. You go back, and then you get the magnet. Um, yeah. Uh, ma- magnet. Yeah, the magnet. Or, beam. The magnet yep. beam. Or yeah. if you're me, you go to Gutsman, 
and then play four more levels before you realize what his power-up does. <laughs> because I was like, well, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You didn't watch what he was doing? I saw what he was doing, but I didn't realize that they were... That, you like, thought you were going to summon were, a rock? Yeah, well, I just didn't see rocks. Like, I didn't know that there were some rocks that were movable. Yeah, and yeah, I went yeah. to walls and tried it. I didn't know that there were some. It's not the most intuitive yeah. thing. I think, like, the, you know, the ability of being, like, 30 years in the future and watching this stuff right. on YouTube <laughs> definitely helps. Like, they didn't have that in 80, uh, 87. But uh, so that that was Cutman. We, we we'll, we'll cover you know we covered him. Let's let's cover everybody. So who did you guys go to next? I went to Bomb Man. Bomb Man. Okay. Joe. I, I did Gutsman. I actually started out going clockwise. Okay. So uh, and then it wasn't until I started to realize like okay how much potential there was right, for certain right, right. powers. So okay, I went but, Gutsman. So uh, let's do Bomb Man then, since since Sean said it. So you have Cutman's ability. You're fighting Bomb Man. Is that a is that a easy fight now? Is that how do you feel about that? I like Bomb Man because I was able to take him down with just the blaster. Yeah, I mean, first. I I guess I I used the Cutman ability, but I didn't notice it being all that much better. Um, except the fact that you could get multiple hits out of it. Um, because I don't think that that's his weakness. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Uh, Bomb Man's weakness is the fire weapon. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, which is not yes. something I was not going to save Bomb Man for later. I just didn't feel like it. No, <laughs> Bomb Man's ability is less than great. Yeah. Uh, he's really good for taking care of big enemies yeah. because it's a one-hit KO on anything if you can get that bomb to land correctly. But I feel like as a boss fight, his is the the most removed from the other ones because he throws a bomb... It usually goes across the screen. It feels jumps. semi-targeted at you. Yeah. No, you know, like, I think it's it's targeted at wherever you were at a certain keyframe. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so and then it does that, and then it has a very big blast range. But other than that, you're not so much focusing on the bombs as you are just on his jumps. He yeah. jumps from yeah. side to side and stuff like that. I feel like uh, Cutman, Bombman, uh, they are they are easier. Uh, they are the easier robot masters, and it makes sense for why we would have them earlier in our list of who we would take down. Okay, who do you take next? I think I went uh, Electric Man. Electric Man? Okay. So you have Elect Man. Elect Elect Man, okay. Elect Man, I think, is where things start to get difficult. I think he's tough. (laughs) Even his level is challenging. His whole level is challenging. Forget that. So you're going into this with with very little health, and hopefully you'll just die and then start at the screen. As long as you have a lot left over. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you have enough lives left over or whatever, and then you just go back in with a full health bar. Uh, who did you guys? So if you have just Bomb Man and Cut Man here, uh, Elect Man is going to be a fairly easy fight because the Cut Man's ability is the best thing to use. Right. And yeah. Like and, yeah. And he, I wasn't even sure is it is it best to use because of damage? I just used it because of the layout of this level. I wanted to hit him while he's below me. Right. And right. The, the Cut Man's person, the Cut Man's power up. It's like a boomerang. It goes in like an arc. Well, he's actually weak to it. So I think that that, that, yeah, that matters. But yeah, to your point, it's like, the again, this is another example of the level design almost encouraging it, though. Saying like, you know, you used it just out of in- intuitiveness of being like, I want to be on the high ground and exactly, just shoot yeah. below. But like, in a way, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they designed it that way. Yeah, so that probably. You would, so you would, you would sort of make you think that. Try it, yeah. Right, because otherwise, who else's ability are you going to use that would allow for you to, like, take advantage of being on the high ground? Bomb Man, I guess? Yeah, I guess that's the other one. You know? Mm-hmm. Which is something that we also have at this point. So we're doing yeah. a great order. Uh, but I do feel like Elect Man is the first one that even if you uh, have the, the strong power-ups that are required, 
you can't defeat this guy so easily. You you it it's it's a bit of a long fight because you have to dodge yeah. the electman attack that goes all over the since place. Since you're you're coming up a ladder before you get into the screen where you fight him, you come up the ladder. The little the little scene plays out where he appears, and then as soon as the gameplay starts, you have like an instant of reaction time before yeah. he hits you with like the hardest attack that he does the whole fight. It yeah. takes down like half your health where the other ones don't take down that much. And I was totally so prepared for that like bridge to not form and just yeah. to have to like have this yeah, gap in the so middle too, of the yeah. platform. And I was like, that's going to be weird. What <laughs> happens if I fall down? Do I have to like restart the fight? Uh, thankfully they closed that gap. Yeah. As mm-hmm. you're I, I did. This is, this is maybe even more straight thought territory, but speaking of those bridges, I did even notice that, and there's one one I don't remember which one it is one boss where you come from the top and you yeah. couldn't possibly get back up there but a bridge still forms and I just thought that was That's nice. A motif I thought, that they yeah, established. it was nice that they kept it as like a thing that happens no matter what. Going into the more general thing, then we can continue with, with yeah, no each worries, of them. go for it. Um, I I do like that uh, that re- repetition of as soon as you see that door. Um, from like the, the regular the regular level, you see that door, and then yeah. you get this little tunnel. Yeah, uh, I did like that as a warning and uh, as a okay, that's over. Now I can focus on this one enemy. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a very like big thing in the Mega Man community yeah. is that that um that gate, but also a lot of people love jumping into oh, yeah. that gate, no, and so it's this a great way you feeling. freeze frame yeah. and it <laughs> scrolls over. Another another crunchy uh, f- feeling, yeah. And that that continued, unfortunately, stopped at Mega Man 11. Mega Man 11, and I, I feel like they have to add this as like a patch if they haven't already, <laughs> but Mega Man 11, if you jump, it will actually drop you first. And then oh. swap the screen over. It doesn't do the iconic freeze frame. It's and it's goofed. like, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't mistakenly program well, it they like for sell 10 it to you like Right. The fans are wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the fans are always wrong. Did you notice that? They never, they're never right. There's never a moment where the creators have been like, yes. So that's we got to rise up, man. But, <laughs> those little tunnels, though, I thought are really fun because it kind of trains you for the, for the boss because they're always, the enemies in there are always just like, like those little like you know smoke detectors or the little sprinklers yeah. that come out. Of <laughs> yeah. Sprinkler is a better idea. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think sprinkled sprinklers closer. Um, and it's more about. I feel like you you don't really have to shoot them. You just have to dodge them, um, which I feel like prepares you to be dodging the boss coming up. Yeah, I don't know if it's like. I don't know how close it is between like what they what they're preparing you for. Oh no, I don't I, think it's that. Yeah, I think it's okay. just like for reaction. Yeah, so. I was gonna say for reaction yeah. and to Sean's point, like motif too of just like every yeah. single time you're gonna walk through these tunnels, you know you're coming up on the boss. Right. Like, mm-hmm. It yeah. would kind of suck <laughs> if you were just like all of a sudden like in the middle of the stage, yeah. just the boss presented itself. Yeah, you're ready. You can prepare yourself. All right, so we've taken down Bomb Man, Cut Man, and Elect Man. Who are you going for next? If you're not saying guts, man, there's something wrong with you. You need that for to get the mag beam anyway. Right. Well, I don't think you would know that. I just organically went guts, man, because I was going clockwise. So luckily <laughs> I got that. But you wouldn't okay. necessarily know until you went through the stage. If you skipped guts, man, wait a second. The magnet gun is in... The Luck Man stage. So you, so you stage. would have already missed it. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, you would have already missed it. Now you have to go, know to go back. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Even if you don't know, I'm just saying, let's just talk about it. Right? <laughs> let's, let's just talk about it. Let's, let's talk just about it. talk about it. Because Guts Man, I think, is actually the first time in, in the boss fights that we've mentioned that it's frustrating. Yeah. It's it's terrible. That um, I, It took me a while to realize that you could uh, dodge the uh, the shock. Yes, but how, though? Jumping. I, I couldn't. When yeah, he lands. 
when he jumping lands, when he lands, not when like, he well, starts. I yeah. was syncing up with him, thinking like, okay, he jumps, so now I should jump. And but not, that's not going to work. And again, not like I, I think that's the wrong wording. You have to you have to make sure you're already in the air when he lands. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I was getting it. He lands, and then I would land, but I would still land at the end of it, so I'd still get knocked over. You know, it's it, it's definitely tough, but. I think that the hardest part from this whole thing comes from the fact that you have to watch his jump, know not to jump when he jumps, but to know when he's finishing his jump, then jump, then assuming that you didn't get the shock, dodge his his boulder that he throws at you, yeah, and then the get bomb. a few hits. Yeah. Oh, uh, what? You, so, throw, you throw the bomb. Yeah, and then you throw the bomb. Yeah, I yeah. thought you meant he threw a bomb. No, I, was like, no, no. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're on uh, yeah. hard mode. <laughs> yeah, he throws the boulder. You throw the bomb. It's like you have to do that all, like, I think at least three to four times for the bomb. Yeah, uh, And the boulder and, breaks into three three pieces and spreads out. Like, it's yeah. hard to die. It's a and wide he comes shot closer to you, too. And yeah. you gotta, like, it's hard to jump over him and stuff. Mega Man's jump isn't really like really a, a high yeah. jump. It's more like a leap. Yeah. <laughs> it's a prance. Yeah, it's a prance. So, and it is kind of a prance the way he like puts his arms in the yeah. air and stuff like that. He lands with both is legs facing outwards. It's always it that one front foot up higher and he's got his yeah. arms out. It's very majestic. Yes. And no, majestic's a good word too. Sure. It looks like Rafiki's holding him up, but in the air. <laughs> anyway. He's being lifted. I, I just thought that Gutsman was a was a surprise here just because there's, there's a three-step mechanic here. Everybody else has just been dodged their weapon... And shoot, uh, and shoot them. Instead, this is dodge their their first attack, dodge their boulder, dodge their boulders like scattered parts, yeah. and then shoot them. Yeah, it's a it's a bit much, but at least it's still like it's still creative in a way. Oh no, it's a, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it's a great fight. Yeah. Uh, I just I think I need a little more real estate on the screen. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. Yeah. At this point, you're dealing with like you know. Five boulders across is like your your max screen <laughs> yeah. space. Then we're gonna measure in boulders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after Guts Man, uh, let's see. Who's Joe would have done Ice Man, and yeah, so would the, I. Order, have. Yeah. I would have also done Ice Man. I think that's uh, at this point you got to do Ice Man. So, but you also went back and got the Magnet Beam. So let's I talk didn't. about. All right, I also hadn't either. We have to talk about it. So <laughs> we're going to talk about it. I'm just saying I didn't. I know, right? I think it's I'm fine. just saying it. I used so the Magnet Beam all for one three thing of you, wait minute, All three of you found out about Magnet Beam only once you got to Wiley and figured out, like, oh, I need I Okay, so I as I was going through Electman's level, I saw it, and then I was like, oh, that must be one of those, uh, those like, bonus weapons. <laughs> That. Which is interesting that you knew about that. That is a thing that happens in Mega Man games. Yeah, just like later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just never thought to go back. Also because I didn't really know that you could go back after you beat them. Um, so I just went the rest of the way without Magnet Beam. It's also interesting that you brought that up. We need to talk about this for a minute. Not knowing that you could go back when you beat them. Because there's actually absolutely no reason to ever go back. Unless it's for the Magnet uh, Beam. Unless it's for the Magnet Beam. And so it's almost like a more intuitive thing would have been to lock off everybody else except for if you didn't get the magnet beam and just put the icon yeah. Yeah, on your boss. magnet yeah. beam there yeah. instead and be like, don't forget, pick <laughs> right. this up. I don't know. You but, know. Yeah. So at that point on Electric Man, looking, looking back on it, I should have figured this out at this point, but I still think I didn't know what Boulder Man's or whatever his name Gutsman. <laughs> Gutsman's Boulder thing Man. did. So I was like, oh, there's a thing I can't get to. Must be some secret way to get to, but I don't care. 
And, and then, also, I, then I cared. Never made fun <laughs> of Joe for saying Boulder Man because that's a much better name than Guts. <laughs> guy. I, mean, yeah, I don't guts. get it. Look, there's <laughs> been like uh, uh, several dozen of these games. I'm sure they had a Boulder Man in one and of them. And wouldn't surprise yeah, me, right? I mean, they're using pretty basic but elements already. He just wore a Boulder cap. That was his thing. Yeah, you've already uh, wasted Iceman uh, and Fireman in your very first game. You yeah. know, it's like now you can't use yeah. those again. Like, you know, what did they have? Snowman, Flame Man, probably. That'd be really cool. Snowman with the carrot nose. Yeah. He shoots his shoots carrot, carrot projectile. Yeah. And so wait, the hold on. on fire. So you're saying in this scenario, the weapon you unlock is just carrots? Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And you eat mm-hmm. them. For your health. eyesight gets way better. <laughs> yeah, using the, the game blurry yeah. before you, you get. Carrots. Uh, but also, <laughs> since we're talking about the Magnet Beam right now, i got to bring up, guys, that the Magnet Beam is, is OP. It's awesome. You guys are you're not using I, it correctly. I realized. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you hold it down, it will continue to shoot a very long line that you can <laughs> skip a lot of things for. I skipped almost every kind of, like, falling thing, or uh, I skipped those uh, those platforms yeah, we were talking that about shoot that out move yeah. around. I was just skipping yeah. everything and anything under the it's sun. like you didn't even want to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> I See, I didn't realize that until afterwards, and I was watching a video about it. I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? Like, but I, yeah, I only Are use... screen hacks? I only use the magnet beam in, like, the one spot that you have to use it. And, right. and I saw that it could be useful later, but I would just... It's also weird there that there's not, like, a, a text box cue yeah. of, like, get the magnet yeah. beam. I, I was going back up through the level. Right, I was like, where do I go? Right. Or put the magnet beam in the Wiley stage. Yeah. Like, this is, like, know, blowing my mind now. <laughs> they really screwed up here, guys. Like, we can't let it them is, live it, it down. Is a, it seems a also like it could, it could be a kind of deal where you don't need it to finish the game, but it would really help. Right, right but now. instead you do. Yeah. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, you're making a good point. Yeah. <laughs> You're making a good point, and uh, I know in later Mega Man games, Sean was talking about bonus power-ups and stuff, that, that is a thing. Like, in Mega Man X, you can get the Hadouken. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, like, yeah that's awesome. Okay. What did you think it was from? No, like, that's, okay. that, that was okay. like, <laughs> that, that one? Yeah. Yeah. That exact thing. You can do it, and you have to do it the same way you do in Street Fighter to perform oh, that's it. Cool. It's, that's it's crazy. Anyway... Uh, actually, I don't know how, how true that last part is, so <laughs> Mega Man fans don't come after no, me. No, we're, we're, we're always a great source of misinformation. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, so you, Iceman, we didn't even talk about his fight. I think it was kind of bullshit if you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have um, a Lechman's weapon at that point. Uh, it's it's very precise, jumping and dodging. Yeah. See, I didn't think, for, I, had a, I mean, I did have a hard time with this, but I had a harder time I don't think it was the hardest one. I won't get to the next no, one. I know, I know. Yeah, it's good it's yeah. the hardest one. We're yeah, okay, saving good, the hardest good. one for last. Yeah, it was, it was annoying, but it, but now in the shadow of this unmentioned one, right, right, it right. wasn't but, as but bad. But Iceman, I think, I, you know, here's the problem I have with him, is like the the way that the shot, the, they could have just spaced them out a little further. Yeah. <laughs> if they just would have spaced them out a little further, because for those of you that don't know, he shoots one high, one middle, and one low. So you might as well just lay low right. for a while, and then you have to and kind of figure yeah. this perfect jump between the middle and the low one, and and then jump right. forward. They're staggered a little bit. So right, they're always a just space. slightly staggered. Yeah. They should be staggered more. They should. Okay. Uh, but if you're into this kind of thing, this is where I first learned about uh, the ultimate cheese in this game, which is oh yeah, <laughs> which is uh, I think taken out in all future iterations of the game. But as we mentioned earlier, the reason why select is also a pause is not really explained, but it, it's a pause that pauses the screen like a normal pause Damn. screen, whereas the start button takes you to a menu. So when you pause using select, you can actually frame buffer. And sometimes that's just useful in general to like go in a certain direction or dodge a certain attack. 
If you have like, if you get hit by something, you can increase your invincibility. This is very like tech, though. Like it's very yeah. like Smash Brothers wave dashing. Right, know? right. Yeah, that that part is. But this this part of like, if you use Electman's beam and shoot it at Iceman and hit select exactly where it hits him, and then just tap select as fast yeah. as possible, almost like. <laughs> like that. If you do it like that, terrible noise. <laughs> it is a terrible noise. But if you do it like that, you'll actually occasionally generate frames where it will register another hit yeah. under the same you know attack. Yeah. And thus you can take out Iceman in a single blow. This is cheating. Yes. This, is not, this is not it like is. a technique, it's just cheating. Warning, once you know this, you can't play the game without it, most likely, and you will you continue to use it for the rest of the game across all the other bosses as well. You can't help yourself once you know about it. It's like owning a game genie and not using it. You know, yeah. like if you had a game genie back in the day, why weren't you using it? <laughs> so that said, uh, I just felt like we needed to talk about that. Yeah. Because you that need is, to get it off your chest. That's, but that's also like one of the first instances I can think of of a glitch that's accessible to everyone. Anyone under the sun the people's can perform. Glitch. Yeah. 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 You can perform that glitch, though. There are some glitches in earlier NES games that we've played already that are like exclusive to talented speedrunners. You yeah. know, like they or use a certain bots. glitch and they, yeah, or task bots okay. and they just beat things automatically. You know, they execute code in the game that takes them right <laughs> to the credits. Okay. That, those kind of things happen and they're not performed formable by normal people. <laughs> this is something where it's like, hey, you know, if you hit the select button as soon as it hits them, you could probably hit them again. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. think that's crazy that it was in there, and uh, who's testing this? Like, how- that, That's a tough one. That, I mean, not a tough one, but that's like not like one of those one that's one of those Things it's not like, how did they apparent. miss this? Yeah, it's right. like I, I can understand maybe they didn't notice this. Um, until I saw it on YouTube, I never would have even yeah. thought to pause like, yeah. mid attack. Um, mm. I, I I didn't use it on Iceman, but I, I will. I did eventually use it on someone, and that someone being Fire. No. Oh well, oh. we're still going to talk okay. about Fireman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. still <laughs> going to talk about Fireman. We definitely need to talk about Fireman. That I use it on. because Iceman has this thing where like he's a hard fight because his dodge window is kind of like. It's not great, you know, like you have to time it well, and then as soon as you get over the hump, you can shoot him again and then get over the next one, right? Fireman is not fun in the sense that no matter what you do, you will get hit. You will have to just continue to get hit. Yeah, I, I yeah. really can't yeah. give a way to it's dodge like, him. They, they, you- they show it to you, though. Like, they have a, por- a point in the level where the same thing happens. There's, like, those pipes where the fire's going yes. through. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do about this? Do you know what I learned from I, I that thought section? that you were supposed to just run in the right, that's at the, the right one moment. I was talking about earlier. Yeah, but the, like, the, the, the right, right moment is too small. Like, yeah. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. yeah. The right moment is way too small. It can't be done. You've done it. I think, I mean, I've I, I mostly died on it, but I've done it by accident. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, interesting. Because in that section, people are like, oh, how do you get past that? I, I learned, if that was the training section, right? Yeah. To learn how to combat the fire thing, I learned instead, oh, this is a great time to use the magnet beam and skip that whole section. <laughs> I went over to the left-hand side and just skipped it all. I just kept building little platforms for yeah. myself. See, I, I didn't see that as training you for it because I thought it was a whole different method of what what you were, what I thought you were supposed to do at that moment was different than because well, I don't think you're supposed to know that this is the training spot. Well, right, right. Yeah. Well, you're talking about where it's like the fire is going in a circle, right? It's going through yeah. that, those pipe tubes. I thought, uh, it's going through the pipes, things. and then there's like a gap like, in the pipes that yes. you can uh, that you can walk through as it comes from there's top no, to bottom. There's nothing else for you to be talking about. You're talking this about is, the same. Yeah, thing. okay, it must be. Yeah. So yeah, you you you're supposed to like run. At least I thought you were supposed to run as like in between them. No, impossible. Yeah, you'll get quick. You'll get it. Impossible. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm saying you might have gotten lucky. (laughs) I'm saying that, too. I'm not saying I was... was, 
but frame what's the perfect. Lesson? I never learned. It. I, I thought that that was what it's supposed to be. Like that, like you get these little like here's what the boss might be like. Like this is a thing, right? Like, but how do you dodge any of this boss's attacks? I, I don't know. It's like the, it's a it's a problem without a solution. And I say that as somebody who watched the YouTube video of a guy who did it with no damage, and I said, well, that's just not possible. <laughs> like, that guy is injecting. How did he, do? Code. he just jumped in between. The... He's jumping perfectly in between things, but and they're so and fast. And there's a fire when you land. There's three fires. <laughs> and he throws three, and they're pistols. high. It's not like you, it's not easy to jump over either. I mean, it's a it's a they're like pillars of fire. I'm yeah. frustrated right now just talking about it. And I hope the listeners can tell that because uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place right now. But just to go over what Fireman is actually doing, he shoots three like fire arc beam things yeah. at you, and as each one like as it passes, it forms a little fire on the ground that will also hit you. So it's like to add insult to injury, it's <laughs> not that like. You can't, you know, you have to jump over all three of them, but then you also have to avoid the new fire that seems to always be placed right under where you're going to land. Yeah. Like, you can jump, and you have to jump forward. You can't jump back because then one of the later ones will hit you. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness that uh, he's weak to Iceman's weapon and that you probably have to hit him like four times, but... I think just go into the fight with full health and just try to yeah. shoot him to death. Yeah. Don't like, even try to dodge. Yeah. Just keep shooting. Yeah. And if it comes down to it, cheese it. Cheese it. <laughs> cheese it. 420 cheese it. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's the Robot Masters. You take down all six of them, and now you're uh, the fully powered Mega Man or uh, Macho Man. Macho, Macho Man, yeah. as, as Sean wanted to call him. What do you uh, What do you think about all that? Now that you have all the powers and that you're like going into the Dr. Wily stage, do you feel more complete? Do you feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm I, I the yeah, full? Are you really feeling it? Or? Yeah, like that's, I guess what I'm asking is like you've had you've slowly been acquiring the power ups. I didn't feel any more powerful now that I have all six at my disposal. I, I maybe maybe I felt it, like it was really cool that I had this arsenal now. I mm. did feel like. In a story sense, I felt like yeah, yeah. Like, I'm ready to go take on Doctor. I Wiley. mean, th this gets done and uh, this gets done more uh, well, more <laughs> better. <laughs> gets done better. It gets done better in in like future releases of the game, like when you are X and you end up with this fully decked out suit, and you can like you can uh, do do the uh, uh, you can go low, and then you got like. He's got all these like cool powers, but that you can use concurrently. Like that is what I think that they were going for in this game. Mm -hmm. But because they are all separated by this mode that you have to go into a menu to change, like it's not entirely the same. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I felt like all right, I've I've acquired these skills and I know how to use them now and what to watch out for, like what they can counter. I I just thought it was cool that like this. Because it's been like a select screen this whole time, that there's this new secret level. Not secret. Right, right. But now it's in the middle, and it says Dr. Wiley, and you see this guy who's bald down the middle but has a parting hair on <laughs> each of his sides. And uh, I think we'll best start this section with another quote from Akira. Okay. And uh, he says, Two of my personal goals for Mega Man were to create a game where all the stages could be cleared in an hour. What do we think of that assessment? Could you, now knowing all the information you have, could you beat all six stages in an hour? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. If you were really good at the Six game. Six stages in an hour apiece? An hour altogether. I think if you're, yeah. really, like to Sean's point, if you're really good in the game, yeah. if I you think, know, If you know what you're doing, yes. Okay. And uh, uh, so it was where all the stages could be cleared in an hour and to make something that players would want to come back to again and again. To that end, I actually calculated the total number of stages... <laughs> 
by measuring Mega Man's walking speed and seeing how long it would take to get through each stage. I then split that up so that the first half of the game would be the Robot Master stages and the second would be the Wily stages. So Akira actually thinks of the game as two separate acts. Yeah. Act one is actually you just like, you know, like it's almost the tutorial for the right. second half where you're learning how to use each character's power-ups, how to deal with different types of enemies, uh, different different puzzles and stuff like that. And then the second act, once you get to the Wily thing, it's actually four stages, yeah. like, hidden in there. Yeah. So it's four stages, and that's where you actually now, it's like the mastery test. You know, you, you're doing your mark of mastery, where you have to uh, show off everything that you've learned in the first six stages in these next four that are pretty brutal. Nice mark of mastery. Yeah, okay, I'm glad that you... Uh, it took me a second. It. Yeah. Um, uh, see, I, that makes so much sense that he said that because that's what I've been thinking as I was playing it the whole time. It felt like I thought I was almost done with the game. But then when I got to the Dr. Wily stage, I feel like this is the part that keeps you coming back to the game over and over again, like trying to beat it later. You know, the, it probably takes a while when you first start to to play the first six stages. But this is the part where I feel like you and your friends or whatever, you try and keep coming back to trying to say that, see if you can even beat it. Yeah. Like, this is the part where it feels like it's the challenge. Like it, the it's, big challenge. it's really good pacing. I don't think it's perfect pacing. I think that the last half being railroaded... Um, is not the best like uh, ratio. I think if it were, you get a, a little bit more time in this whole uh, choose where you want to go, um, and then maybe like the last third is more like that. Right, it still I, has that weight to it. But I believe yeah. that what wound up happening is is and and you know obviously later Mega Man games do have more, but for the current like understanding of Capcom's programmers, they ran out of space. Uh, on Mega Man 1, and so that's probably why that wound up happening, because they couldn't program any additional stuff. Uh, I'll mention that one more time when we get to it. Uh, there's a funny reason for how I know that. But we should just talk about the, the Wily stage as, a, as like a whole thing, as a whole piece, because did you guys see it more as separate stages or like a boss rush section of the game. I thought of it more as a boss rush with platforming sections. Yes, I, I think that's a fair assessment because I didn't I didn't really have any difficulty with the actual like platforming parts of it. It was right. more of the same yeah. that we were seeing. There was no like uh unless you don't have that Yeah, if you don't have the magnet beam. Yes. But <laughs> I, I guess what I mean is that there's no like the Wiley stages should almost have all six stages elements mixing with each other now, mm. right? And they don't really do that. It's kind of like Whatever, you know, it's just like its own motif and conceit. The, I the think it could either be, like, there There are two reasons why that could, that could be. It could be either they didn't think of it mm-hmm. or clarity, again. Like, with, with his philosophy of these enemies should only be doing one thing at a time and you should only be dealing, dealing with one obstacle, really, at a time. So maybe that's why. Yeah, I guess it would be confusing if you have, like, the platforms from um, Bomb Man stage and then you have the fire from Fire yeah. Man stage and you're dealing with right. both of them at the same time. Mm. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't have hated it. Yeah. I would have thought that, that was pretty neat. It probably would have been a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, but the actual bosses in the Wily section are where, like, the actual, like, the real yeah. bosses this, yeah. come into play. So this first boss, this, it's like this big orange cyclops guy. Uh, we call him the Yellow Devil. The Yellow Devil? <laughs> Yellow Devil. And he's famous in, yeah. in video game history uh, for being that freaking hard. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think he was the hardest boss, right? Yeah. We, I, like, this is the one that I cheesed. I think this, it's up there. I mean, I, I had to 
play this a different way just to even get to that part. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I I mean I had only seen him uh, I had only seen him in the past in Smash Brothers, so okay, I already yeah. knew like what he was going to do. But I feel like if I were getting to this point in the game and I had no prior knowledge. I, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. The problem is is that it's twofold with Yellow Devil. One is that the, there is a solution, right? It's There's a pattern to how the blocks... He ba- For those of you that don't know, the Yellow Devil is this Cyclops-like creature that is made of like a goo, let's say, that breaks off from one end of the stage and goes over to the yeah. other side in pieces. And, you, and those pieces can hit you, and if they yeah. do, you, ha- you take damage, so you have to dodge each of them. That said, a lot of Mega Man players know that there is a pattern, and they've gotten the pattern down after playing this game yeah. for 30 years. <laughs> I don't know how long it takes to actually learn this pattern. Right. And also, it's you several can't, playthroughs. Yeah, it's, it's not like you just sit down and say, oh, I'm just going to face him over and over again. You don't you give it all your lives, and you start back at the beginning of the level. you got to play through that level again. Right. Not that it's a hard level, but it... It's it time. separates. Yeah, your, you don't get you to know, develop muscle memory. Exactly, with that. exactly. Right, and so I think that yes, the yellow devil is best solved with the cheesing that you right. did. And the, the only, I mean, I, I, I like to think I wouldn't have cheesed earlier bosses, but really the only reason I didn't cheese earlier bosses because I didn't know about it until this <laughs> point. But um, yeah, so I, I did eventually beat him. With the cheese, it's very easy to with do the with the nice. cheese. The, uh, the thunder beam is the best option. It only yes. takes seven hits. Um, the rolling cutter, firestorm, and even your regular mega buster only take fourteen okay. hits. And that said, don't yeah. try bombs because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. got to hit him in the, the eye. eye. Yeah. And, the, and the thing we didn't mention about this is every time he does, he moves from one side of the screen to the other, which is a a good at least ten seconds of needing to dodge. He will open his eye for one second and allow one hit. Then he will close his eye again and do the thing again. Yeah, and yeah. So you only so you basically like dodge it seven yeah, times. Exactly. If you're playing a normal playthrough of it, you have to do at yeah. least seven yeah. dodges. Yeah, at least seven dodges of like twelve things. A lot. <laughs> right. it, it, yeah. It the jumping up. is a lot too. It's not. I would have accepted maybe like four dodges. <laughs> this is we're talking about like what eight? Yeah, and it's like the timing is very perfect. Like yeah, it'd be so, cool if you could like jump onto the pieces as they come. You know, oh, yeah. Well, you know what? That just reminded me, too, of one section that we didn't really talk about because I kind of eventually solved it with appear. the magnet beam. But the, the, the appearing blocks in the stages, yeah. not yeah. to go back to that, but we have to now because we didn't talk about it. Oh, the, right. the, the blocks that appear in an order and then you have to learn their pattern and stuff, there's still some where you just have to just take a blind leap of faith and yeah, wait for your platform. after you've know. seen the cycle oh, you just, yeah, yeah. I, I, That was one thing when I was playing. I, I was thinking in my head, like, this is going to be one thing I'm going to mention that is frustrating and unfair and, and stupid. But then after really? I was playing it and I was like getting oh, okay. you know, I was like at first I was like this is dumb. But then like once I was playing it, I was like as as challenging as it is and as hard as it is, like I think it works. I think it actually like it's satisfying to figure it out and learn. The reason I thought it was stupid was because the first one that I that I attacked, there's those little like Roomba things on the floor. Yeah. And I didn't know you could kill those things. So I was just like it's one thing to figure out this pattern, but when this thing below me is just instant death or like, and you're you're, quick you're also death, slower and because go it's also in water. water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So once I realized you can kill those things, I was like, okay, this is actually like a pretty learnable puzzle that I don't have to keep coming back to after dying. Right, right. And you wouldn't know that you could kill them if you weren't experimenting with the power-ups. So mm-hmm. again, another reason to just always try the power-ups on everything and see what works. Right. I definitely agree with Sean. You just have to kind of like 
learn them, uh, how the blocks appear and stuff. I, w- I didn't mean blind leap of faith to the next platform. Like, you'll know where the platforms are appearing, but I did hate the one specifically where you'd have to wait for the platform you're currently on to disappear to for the disappear next one, for the next yeah. one that you yeah. I was stuck there for a while uh, because, again, I didn't have, I didn't have the magnet beam. Um, but, it, yeah, it took me, like, five cycles mm-hmm. to, to, to finally understand, like, oh, there is a way over there. Because <laughs> right. there's, there's also some of them that make it seem like you go on one to get yeah, out of the little pit. End. And it doesn't. So you'll try that over and over. But that's at the end of one you know, sequence. So you have to keep Waiting. trying to right. get to the final one. And then you do it and you say, oh, maybe I just did that one wrong. And it turns out that you're just yeah. doing it the wrong <laughs> yeah, way entirely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's it's yeah. I think we give this game a lot of credit, but there is a lot of frustration mixed in that isn't just like, oh, this is my fault. Whether it's your fault or not, or not it is still frustrating. Yeah, right. definitely. There's there's a lot of um, a lot of learning for Mega Man yeah. to do. I definitely don't think that they're coming out of the gate. I think they're coming out of the gate here with a very uh, successful formula. Yeah. Like, that, we haven't seen a game play out like this on the NES yet, and it's kind of amazing to just have this pop up out of the blue with no, like, even smaller precursor to mm-hmm. it. You know, it's like... Right off the bat, like you were talking about in the very beginning of the episode, Sean, the ability to just pick your own adventure and say, like, yeah. I, I want to go here first and then there. And, like, oh, I remember playing Fireman. He was really hard, so I'm not going to I'm gonna save him for last. You know, being able to do that is crazy because in certain games that we played, some bosses are harder than others and they come in earlier and you just never get past them. Yeah. You know, you never get to see stage four because you die on stage two. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have that option. But you also get to see your old friends again in Wily's uh, uh, Fortress 2, where you get to run into Cutman and then Electman. Thankfully, not together. Can't imagine it would be able to take both of them at the same time. <laughs> but they're really not that different, right? No. Than their previous encounters, they just don't have the um, they don't have the layouts. The, yeah. the layouts are different. They're just square rooms this time. And so, how did we feel about them? Again, like fighting them again. I thought it was, I mean, I don't know if it was just like, uh, because this is the ultimate test, you have to fight them again, but because an incomplete roster, I, I thought it was odd that it's just these two. I thought it was, well, I think it's just strange in general that you've defeated them. We saw them explode and yeah. then they show up again. I, I would have much preferred, you know, if we can reveal what's left of Wily stage, I would have just preferred to keep the original the original bosses that are unique to these yeah. levels because that already feels like enough of a challenge, honestly. Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't think that all six boss robot masters coming back was necessary because yeah. in, in Wily Fortress 3, you fight the other... Um, the other bosses. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. You're right. I mean, I guess I just mean that um, there is a, like, it's not a storytelling technique, but the the fact that, like, you are revisiting these uh, these enemies that you have triumphed over and, and having to face them again, it usually ends up, like, when, when I've seen this in other games, it's in a different context, and not just because it's a like square-shaped room, but either they're more powerful or they have another trick up their sleeve, or you have uh, more power that you can deal with them a different way. Yeah. So it's, it's odd that, yeah. like, they have one part of this formula but not the other. Right. Yeah, it it does feel like clear. it's kind of just a way to, like, wear you down. Yeah. Kind of just, yeah. And not, like... Not as thought out as a lot of the other. I, I wasn't thrilled to see them again. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I know. I know that this happens in other games too. Like not even just other Mega Man games, just other games in general. It, that's like a thing where it's like, oh, you want to take on the final boss? Prove you can beat all the previous bosses again, yeah. like in a row. I thought of yeah. uh, Kirby. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Kirby yeah. does that. Yep, absolutely. But what's it, what's really cool about this uh, fortress too is that after you take on those two guys, you get to fight yourself. Right, that was <laughs> you get to fight like a far. disco room. Like you got all kinds of like colorful. Squares. Well, okay. Squares no, I know what word. you're. It you're actually looks about. like a disco. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's it's like it's like these Pantone colors. Like uh, <laughs> you have like pink, green, and light blue. Baby, like they're all baby colors. Yeah, it's like, baby like green, it's like such a fun blue. room Cyan, compared to yeah, like cyan, magenta, yeah. and neon green. Let's say. Yeah. Uh, sure. CMYK. Yeah. There you go. Um, and you fight the the cop. They call him Copy Robot. I just called him like. You know, Mega Man, because he looks just like Dark him. Macho Man. Dark Macho Man. Uh, <laughs> and he switches to whatever power-up you're currently using, yeah. too. So if you start using... If you're, like, seeing him as Cut Man, and you're like, Oh, I should use switch to Elect Man. It's like, nope, don't worry about it, because now he's Elect yeah. Man, too. <laughs> I thought that was cool. No, I love that. Yeah. I, I think I think he's actually a very challenging, interesting boss fight. It's just a fun idea in general. That said, what's interesting about uh, Copy Robot is that another limitation of, like, that they had run out of programming space is that they just had to use Electman's data. Uh, really? For, yeah, like, like <laughs> the, his behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. Other than, oh, like, the switching part, it's his, it's his behaviors uh, of that's jumping odd. around the room huh. and stuff like that that he performs the same way. They couldn't program uh, something unique for him. Okay. But Copy Robot, I thought, I thought that was a very... See, that's what I'm saying, though. If you have Yellow Devil for Fortress 1, Copy Robot for Fortress 2, and now on Fortress 3, you get to the boss named CWU-01P, which is actually just uh, like, a, like a processor chip, it looks like, floating around the screen. If those are the only bosses you fight, I'm still fine with the Wily stages. I yeah. think they're fine. I don't think you needed the Robot Masters yeah. to come back. There's also less like pomp and circumstance to these bosses, yeah. like to the to the repeat bosses. It just feels like they just show up. Where the other ones, it's like feels like a boss battle. It feels like you're stopping down and like here we're gonna stop and have a boss battle. Right. I would have liked some like giant statues of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then they come by for something. Yeah. It's also like you know we didn't mention this, but you just fall through a trap door and then you're fighting Cutman again. It's like there's no you know forget about the pomp and circumstance. There's also no indication that you're about to go into a boss right. fight. We love the tunnel thing. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it's just like oops trap door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I that's another part of the whole. Like there, there's a different way to do a boss rush that makes it feel more. Uh, Show like me what important. you got. Show exactly. Your skills, yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the, there's that feeling of revenge sometimes, even if there isn't text saying that. Oh, I'm here for revenge. Like the 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 whole like slapdash nature of it just takes away from any kind of uh, storytelling power it would have had. I just realized uh, through this is not related to anything you just said, but that copy robot should have been called Nega Man. Ooh, that would have been oh, that's wow. a good one. That would have been great. Uh, I you know ideally or save opposite that for like boy. A, <laughs> Ooh, uh, even better. Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so this next boss, CWU zero one P, he's this processor chip that just floats around the screen. I didn't care for this. Uh, this is this is like silly. You have to defeat him seven times. Uh, and gut Gutman's ability finally comes into play again with the boulders that are in this room. Uh, each version of CWU is faster than the one before. It's yeah, ideally you the whole thing. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Oh about. yeah, sorry. Each version CW, of CWU the, network, the television network dash zero one P. Each version of him is faster than the one before. So you want to kill the first three like the normal way. And then use Gutman's ability of just, like, throwing the boulder at them for one-hit KOs to finish him. 
I think that if anything, CWU should have came before all of the other ones. It feels like Yellow Devil should actually yeah. be the final oh, yeah, boss. Be, yeah, yeah. Mm. That should be like Wily. Like a bonus boss. Yeah, like you defeat Wily and then he drinks this thing <laughs> yeah. that turns him into Yellow Devil. You know, like that would have been interesting, but alas, we don't have that. Instead, we get Wily Fortress 4 and you have to fight Bomb Man, Fireman, Iceman, and Guts Man, and then it's like, okay, cool. Is that the end of the game? Psych, no, it's not. You got to fight Dr. Wily himself. Did anybody get to this part? Nope. I did not. No. Okay. Uh, I, I did, but Tell us how I, it goes, I saw Mike. it with my own eyes. Yeah. Uh, I, I would just say that I didn't do, I did do it the cheesy way. Uh, there came a point, also. yeah, there came a point where it was just like, I really need to experience the end of this game. I'm not good enough to get through these Wily stages. So I started using the select thing on almost every single boss. <laughs> I have no shame. I'm glad that I completed the game. And it's kind of funny because... to run, you know? Right. It's also funny because I feel like Dr. Wily, for as cool as that, like, spaceship thing he's in is... Dr. Robotnik thing? Yeah. <laughs> as, as cool as that is, it's uh, it's a pretty easy boss fight compared to yeah, what like, you've yeah, been going up against. Uh, yeah, it looked like it, with, with with more time... It wouldn't have been so hard to beat him without. Hey, the but that—that's the same philosophy that he said that was one of his rules. Like right, the final right. thing has to be easy. That's true. I didn't think of that. <laughs> also, yeah, if you've defeated everything else that Doctor Wiley has thrown at you, this should be a moment of desperation for Wiley. He shouldn't reveal <laughs> yeah. himself to be like all powerful because then why didn't he just take it out? Take yeah. him out to begin yeah. with. <laughs> it's you funny because it, it reminded me of this is such a non sequitur, but it reminded me of Crash Bandicoot because they do that. The final boss is always a little less hard than the second to last boss. No. Oh, yeah, you yeah. told me that yeah. Yeah, when we were playing through uh, the trilogy on yeah. uh, PS4. Right, yeah. right. Thanks mm-hmm. for the invite. Yep. Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. No, well, we lived together at the time. <laughs> now, yeah, and now everybody knows that Sean doesn't get invited yeah. to our things. Like, I don't know if they needed to know that. Uh, speaking of which, you were not invited to Dr. <laughs> yeah. Wiley's Fiesta, where he just shoots projectiles at you, you dodge him, you shoot him with your own thing. Usually either the elect beam or the cut man thing. Cut man's rolling cutters are really good here because they register for like several hits yeah. because of the way it goes. So you don't even have to cheese it. You can just cheese it via game Organically. That's yeah. called yeah, graded cheese. Yeah. yeah, that's graded cheese right there. And uh, he doesn't take that many hits, and it's nice enough that if you die to Dr. Wiley and still have lives left over, you just start in the screen right before him. Uh-huh. So you can just go right back to it. So it's almost like, yeah, in a way, they just wanted you to be done with the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're so like, get it over with. can you just beat this old man up? <laughs> like, please, will somebody just beat this old man? And uh, doing that causes Dr. Wiley to fall down to the ground, and he, like, begs for forgiveness. And honestly, based on the fact that we know Mega Man 2 through 11 are coming, it seems like Mega Man gives it to him, which is kind of weird. Yeah, and then he just runs home. And then he just runs he forever. Yeah, he runs like uh, all the way. <laughs> do you want to talk about it? I feel like you, sure. Yeah, I feel like you <laughs> loved the ending. I do, I do like the ending quite a bit. He, so first of all, first of all, we should talk about the, uh, the message you get, right? Yes. So let me just pull it up here. Dr. So Wowie. No, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll read it. Why is um, Elmer Fudd in this game? Okay, Joe, what's the actual ending sequence? Mega Man has ended the evil domination of Dr. Wily and restored the world to peace. I gotta play it. It's a video. That's okay. That's a long. It's out there for a long time. <laughs> however, yeah, however, the never-ending battle continues until all destructive forces are defeated. The game gives you a lot of time to read this because yeah. I'm reading it and it's still up here. Uh, here we go. Fight, Mega Man, for everlasting peace. 
I think it's pretty so, uh, fight forever. Well but, said. Like that almost sounds like a I didn't beat the game. Yeah, like, there's, well, more there's more destructive There's forces. more coming. Like okay. It, then Mega Man, uh, you see Mega Man appear. He starts running to the left, and he runs for a while. It's kind of a cool little what was that parallax scrolling you see as the yeah. credits are rolling. It's a, for a Nintendo for an NES game. It's a pretty cool credit. Right, scene. It reminds me of um, when you're training in um, in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. You know, when you're like on the bike. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's right. on the bike. I mean, I will on the bike. say, actually end up in the city. In a minute, there isn't a lot of parallax going on there, but I know what you mean. Is that yeah. not parallax? No, it is no. kind of. Uh, okay, okay. but anyway, so he's running, and the sunset gets gradually uh, darker and darker until it turns green. Yeah, and you're silhouetted behind the sun, which I think is cool. Yeah, that's great. Uh, for the great reveal. Yeah, where he apparently while he was running, while well, you couldn't see, he takes off his suit, and he's just a kid. Or just a, I don't know, a He's guy. just Astro Boy. Yeah, he, he, he boy. looks like Astro Boy. He looks like uh, Astro Boy, uh, which is weird, because that's also, um, you know, a Japanese property. And so it's like they just stole directly from that. But, like, also, what is this? What is the implications that Mega Man can take off his armor? Is he, like, actually just a that's normal boy? Is he an android? I he was a robot. I and thought the also, armor was like part of He's an of android boy. You know, it's nice to see Dr. Light there. He was talked about in the in the manual. <laughs> Who the hell is that girl? I know she's Roll, but like we only know that from future games. Yeah. They never mention her in the manual. She's not on the back of the box. She's not on anything. It's just like... There's your girlfriend? Like, I don't know. Who is that? Your I think sister? Yeah, I know. Like, they're, they're really unclear about that, but I feel like... I wonder what the manual for the Japanese version has to say about the backstory because maybe they mentioned it in that yeah. but it didn't change the game at all. Right, right. right. I, I mean, like, I like that they're both there. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. And, and I also like that Mega Man does, like, a freeze frame in the air to end the game. Like, he's, he's jumping yeah, in the he's air. Yeah, he's, like, hurrying. Yeah, hurrying, but also in the same kind of pose that you do when you jump into the boss fights <laughs> as the ladder yeah. opens up and the, the, sorry, the door opens up and then the swipes you to the next opens. screen. Yeah, no ladders in this game. We don't like that. We don't like ladders in this game. <laughs> There's a lot of ladders in this game. Shell, you know, we've really gone over like every single part of it. Uh, you know, we've talked kind of how we feel about certain parts, whether it's the Robot Masters or Wily's Fortress or just like 
inscrutable things. But the societies of Monstropolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the seven secret societies of Monstropolis. <laughs> but how do we feel about the overall difficulty of this game? Is this Nintendo hard? Is this hard in general? Will this be hard for people today? Was it hard compared to games back then? I'm giving you a whole range of things. <laughs> uh, Just tell me what you're feeling. Sure. I'm going to say Sam. yeah. I'm going to say yes to all. Okay. All what you it's said. I, I think it's hard on its own. Uh, I think it's Nintendo hard. But I also think in the way that it's something that can be learned, you know, and I feel like the more time that you spend with it, the easier it gets. But it's still, you know, it's still like little things will make you fail. Um, but those are just things that you kind of get used to. Um, or you get used to the frustration you feel when they happen. Yeah, yeah. Because this is hard all around the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I know that we always say that like hard games that are good are hard in a fair way. And yeah, most of the time, Mega Man is hard in a fair way. But there are times where it doesn't feel fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think like there to the, bring up the frustration point, there was a point where I said to myself, maybe I'm just not made out for these Mega Man games. <laughs> like I remember playing the Anniversary Collection on GameCube and like... I sucked at all six of them. I felt like, oh, maybe the six one will be easier, you know? Like, like there's been enough time now. Maybe they've understood the mechanics. They're all just as hard. And yeah. it's like, maybe maybe that happens, but I also want to, like, for people who feel like they're just not good at Mega Man games, I do want to say that there's hope for you. Uh, it will be less fun than people who are just inherently good at these games. There are people out there who just, like, master these Mega Man games, and when, like, a new one comes out, they take everything they've learned from the previous ones and just kind of, like, roll through. And mm-hmm. roll. But they kind of just roll through all the games, you know, again, and stuff like that. And And that's okay, too. There's nothing wrong with not being good at a particular genre or a particular franchise. And it, I think it's harder because Mega Man is, like, you know, it's such a beloved franchise mm-hmm. in video gaming. It has such a storied history that it almost feels like, well, if I want my gamer's license, I need, <laughs> right. to, yeah. I need to play <laughs> the Mega like Man You're supposed games. to have played them. Right, but... you're supposed to have played them. And it's fine either way, I think. I think it's difficult, but it's fun. Would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> We've been playing throughout this episode a lot of music, maybe more so than on any episode we've done uh, otherwise. Like, Mega Man music, I think all these tracks are just insane good. Like, Mm -hmm. I would jam out to them on my headphones without playing the game. Yeah, there's always that in, like, these games. There's always, even in the games with good music, there's always that one where it's just like, is that just noise? Or they're just, like, sounds, like, beeps and sounds. every, Every single song in this game sounds like a like a deliberate music track and they all have like length to them yeah yeah, a lot of games that we've played are like two bars yeah this is like (laughs) a minute 30 on each track yeah (laughs) proper tracks right proper tracks and also like there were certain stages when i was restarting the game or going to back to a previous stage just continue playing it there's certain things that, like, it's just satisfying when you start up again on that stage and you hear the music and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I get to hear this track again. Like, yeah, yeah the stage kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate, like, you know, how difficult this game is. But the music, like, welcomes you back in. Yeah, it, it makes mm-hmm. you feel yeah, good. It, it, like, fits the experience, too. It feels action-y and cool and awesome. And yeah. you're doing awesome things. It keeps your motivation relatively high. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say that the music in this one is just as good as... Uh, you know, like a, a a Super Mario Brothers, a Legend of Zelda, Metroid, a nineteen forty two. Yeah, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out had yeah. great music. We like that music. I'd say this is probably my favorite uh, soundtrack so far 
on the NES. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are mm-hmm. high on a lot of and soundtracks. Though. I loved Castlevania. Yeah. Everybody knows that how, how I feel about Castlevania, but I think this music is just slightly better because you don't need to be Dracula to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> the Castlevania music is kind of dark and dark and dancey, sure. Like, it has, like, this yeah. dance vibe. No, it does have this do, dance vibe, do, too. No, I mean, yeah, it definitely has a dance vibe. I just don't know how dark it is. Well, I, I mean, like, you know, it's as dark as an NES game can get. Yeah. I just mean, like, there's certain points where it's like, yeah, you probably want to play that music on, like, Halloween and not, like, yeah, as you're yeah, walking sense, to right. work. Where it's yeah. like, Mega Man, if I'm walking to work, I might accidentally use my power... Uh, to throw my, scissors at someone. Yeah, my power cannon. <laughs> I might accidentally turn on my scissor mode and, and cut somebody. Uh, music was great, though. Gotta yeah, say to that. sum it up, we hate the music. Yes. And uh, I have one final thought on development from um, Akira Kitamura. And I know a lot of people are going to be asking, why didn't you grab anything from Inafune? Well, it's not that I don't Inifune like... Inafune is an imposter, and you should not like him. <laughs> it's not that I feel that way. It's that there's so much information available on Mega Man, guys. Guys, there's so much information available that I can't cover it in, a, in one podcast. Like, we'd have to do... We'd have to start a new podcast. Right, on just Mega Man, right? <laughs> you could. You could. You could do a whole franchise of, like, here's the Mega Man comics, and here's what the Mega Man animes did, and here's what the Mega Man... Legends uh, are. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's Mega Man Legends. There's Mega Man X. There's Mega Man... Soccer. Uh, zero. Fan fiction. Mega Man Soccer is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know you know that. Um, <laughs> there's also, I know you know what a weird yeah. exchange that just right. happened. It's true. There's so much to talk about. So I just grabbed this interview because I found it to be, you know, a lot of interviews that we grab are usually terrible uh they're like well when we made a game company we decided that we wanted to make a game and so we made a game and we hope that people enjoy it you know like that's our usual interview so i like what kitamura is bringing to the the table here and so this was just him on the very beginning of mega man after a period of study and working on various projects the mega man development began at capcom but as i thought about game design then I started to wonder if designers had really thought deeply about enemy placement and behavior. I decided to play a bunch of different games and study just those difficult sections, replaying them over and over. And it was through that that Kitamura learned about specifically placing enemies versus, you know, everything else. Spawning. Yeah, spawning enemies. And I think that there's a very deliberate approach to Mega Man that, like, whether it's frustrating or not, it was played through by people who designed them a certain way. This is a guy who also calculated Mega Man's walking speed <laughs> to figure out if you can yeah. beat the whole game in an hour. All of these things kept in mind. I think it's a very polished game in the sense that the designers got what they wanted out of it. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. given the limitations of the system and their and their programming knowledge at the time, they they definitely felt like they delivered a a product to the people. And whether we find that experience frustrating at times, which I certainly did, there's no doubt that, like, anything that was in this game, they meant to happen outside of, like, you know, glitches and and general, like, errors and stuff like that. You know, I think that for the most part, you might think, like, you might disagree with an enemy's placement in this game, but it seems like they really tested that stuff and made sure that it was how they wanted it to to spawn into program. And it's funny because that seems like such a pillar of game design but it's something that they're like just kind of almost pioneering i mean people have done this kind of thing before with with, with enemy placement but like so many people aren't doing that at this point either not thinking of it or not caring to do it where it's like makes such a difference in this game so it's just it's just crazy to me that like now that seems like a no-brainer but that they were like thinking we should 
plan where the enemies right. are. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's, it's actually like a breakthrough yeah. moment right. for, for a game kind of thing. And I, and I appreciate that because if you think about uh, even just the idea of video game programmers at the time playing other people's video games. Like, how often was that done, too? Like, how yeah. how many people that programmed the Karate Kid game? We're picking on it today. How many people <laughs> yeah. that programmed that game played other games around the time that Karate Kid came out and said, ours is a similar experience? <laughs> like, who? how many of them did that? I don't know right. how many of them yeah. did that. That's a, that's a crapshoot because I feel like it's it, it's intellectually disingenuous to say that we think that these pro- programmers did not play video games like the way they had at least they had, they had to at least know some basics sure <laughs> so, right, yeah, yeah. to be able to program i agree yeah. i'm i'm positive they played video games i'm saying but as like a like a um a study yeah, right, a study is what i'm referring to it's i don't like know if they were actually thinking of it in a way of like uh, again like yeah. an intellectual exchange of ideas i gleaning Concepts from other games and saying like, how can I morph this into something fun and interesting uh, and new? Right, breaking so, it down. Yeah. What about this works and how can we incorporate it into yeah. our game? So yeah, I think that that is that is a good question. I don't know uh, if if a lot of the games that we played have gone through that uh, that process. Right. Any stray thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, I got a stray thought. One thing that. I've noticed about a lot of these old games is that there isn't a lot of meta game, and I don't mean that in the actual way that that term is usually used. Uh, it's only because I can't really think of the actual like framing devices, framing devices in a game, um, where most of these games you get like the start screen and you just start and it starts the game with maybe a little like quick video. Um, the idea of like a designed level select, um, and then a designed menu that isn't just like so bare bones. Um, like there's actual like graphic design put into this game to sort of like guide your uh, guide your experience. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I think I'm being a little too. No, no, I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. And, They're, like, also when you select uh, a level, like, the boss appears. And yeah, like, this like is the, the presentation. Guy. Yeah. You can see yeah. the presentation. I don't know why I couldn't just it's say like that. It's, like, stylized no, so yeah. it's in a very specific Stylization way. of presentation and graphic design. You can sort of see it come out of the primordial ooze of all of this really janky utilitarian design. Like, we're just going from, here's the main menu screen, and then here's the game. Now there's actual, like, elements of style coming into how the way it's presenting information. And I- I'm just glad to finally see some of that stuff. Yeah, it's funny because it- it's done so well that, like, I almost... It's it's almost in the back of my mind. Like, yeah. I, I notice yeah. it, like, subconsciously. It adds to the experience, but I never really thought about that. Because yeah, in the beginning, when I said that, like, oh, I can see that, like, this still feels like Mega Man... Uh, well, like Mega Man 8, like in 97 or 96, still felt very similar to Mega Man 1. Uh, and it's a lot, it has a lot to do because of like the, um, just the stylish elements that they have, like whether he's just warping into the stage or uh, the way that they uh, announce um, announce the bosses before the level, like all of those stylistic elements are very like basic but I think it adds to the experience yeah. a lot. Right. Yeah, like warping into the stage, like you said, that's we we never started a stage without just automatically yeah, just being there, there yeah. before, right? <laughs> it could have been just a big black screen with games A through H on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 
Right. And and there's still like a, a way to go. And the worst version of this is that you hit start and it just automatically starts you in cut man stage and you have no decision over anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. but there's also like, uh, there's still, there's still things to stride, you know, there's still a lot of strides to take uh, to get to the final like polish of presentation because we don't know who that girl is at the end. Yeah. And we don't know, uh, like, what exactly, like, if you didn't read the back of the box, we don't know, like, what the stakes are and stuff like that. A nice little, like, text box or something would have gone a long yeah, way. But they yeah. chose not to include that so, stuff. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, I guess, why I mean, like, this is the primordial yes. version of No, that. you're totally correct on that. And I just want to say, too, uh, my own straight thought, uh, I, you know, we were talking about how, like, they tested this game and they shipped a product that they were proud of. And I definitely think that's true, but I don't want to, like, frame it as that, like, the Mega Man development team thought that, like, Mega Man 1 was perfect. Uh, they actually didn't like a lot of their Mega Man, early Mega Man games because the development time was so, uh, was so small. Uh, forget about how much time Mega Man 1 had. Mega Man 2 only had, like, confirmed three months wow. to make that game. So, like... They definitely felt, uh, you know, like Mega Man 1 had its weaknesses and that there was things that, like, they could have polished better. But I do think it's nice that they even just thought about how they would place enemies and, and test them out like that. So that's really more what I meant. I didn't mean that they thought that they shipped the perfect game. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. But they, it does explain, too, why the, the graphic designer only had one day to make Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Kitamori even goes on to explain, like, his biggest problem with Mega Man 1 in this interview. He says... The truth is, there were a number of flaws in the Mega in Mega Man One. The way we thought about weapons and the robot masters then was different than how we thought about them in later games. In the first game, we designed the weapons by thinking about the corresponding robot master weakness. This focus on the robot masters sometimes caused us to neglect thinking about whether the weapons were fun or how they would actually work in the game or how they could help solve puzzles. So I think that is interesting yeah. that you know it's, it's strictly designed from a combat perspective. But we found them to work. I found them to work pretty well as solving stage problems. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I wouldn't. I'd say he's being a little too hard on himself. <laughs> I, like that might be one of the first times I would agree with uh, with like a, a graphic, not a graphic designer, a video game designer being too hard on themselves. Um, because yeah, they, they did have that whole like you know one of the one of the philosophies of game design is like if you're going to create a. Um, you're going to create a mechanic better have multiple uses or it's going to fall flat. And mm-hmm. they just sort of did that by accident. It sounds like yeah. because he doesn't think he did it well enough. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do like that though. He does go on to say that in future Mega Man games, they will always plan the power ups first and yeah. then think about what robot master Which could seems like, like use them. That seems how they game, seem, de- game design would work. Right. It seems yeah. like at the time it's a very Nintendo yeah, uh, way of thinking. Yeah, you right. do the action first, and then you figure out and how how it's created around that. Yeah, they even yeah. have gone on record saying that they still do that, where they come up with the mechanic first, and then think about which of their Nintendo franchises it would be good for. Right. You hmm. know, so I, I I appreciate that that kind of mindset in, mm-hmm. in game making, where you think about like what is the gameplay element first before you think about because otherwise you do wind up with like you said, you know, with the Mega Man games that there's so many of them, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are just like. Either the same or there's just not enough different about them. Mm-hmm. It just gets into this thing where it's like they all just kind of like meld after a while. This is the very first Mega Man game, so it feels super unique. But how will we feel when we get to like Mega Man 5? Right. Yeah. Right. I wonder. Uh, I have another straight thought, but yeah. it's it's really, really small. It's oh, not, I love it. Um, I love the turnaround sound. You know, the like. I the, don't know the, it. Yeah. Blah, 
Oh <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, do I like know that's what, what triggered your memory. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. It's like I don't little, even yeah. When you know this. the turnaround sound when you like skid and you you switch directions, you you're, he makes this very like signature sound. It's funny that you mentioned that though too, because that's something that only I think Mega Man One has, maybe Mega Man Two has it as well. Is that that skid? Uh, mm-hmm. In future Mega Man games, they will actually stop that and make him fall, like stop on a dime. The yeah. skit I'm not crazy about, but that the sound that, is great. Of I all like the things that were similar between this game and future Mega Man's, that was one thing I did not remember was how he was sort of like a little slippery. But it adds some weight to him, right? Yeah. Don't we like that in yeah. Mario? I, I guess like yes, bit, it doesn't work as well here because the platforms the are tiny. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you were constantly just jumping on like small like uh coin blocks in Mario yeah. as you went through yeah. the stage that would get frustrating too I guess. Yeah. section is the sequels and spin-off section and as I've alluded to we're not about to cover everything that comes up in Mega Man uh-huh. history because we have a lot more to do. Uh, Mega Man 2 through 6 will all come out on the NES uh, almost like one a year. We have one next year we have one the year after that. I don't know when they skip but I think they do miss like a year or two here and there. What but happened? for the most part it's like every single year yeah. uh, a Mega Man game comes out. So we have that to look forward to. Mega Man will continue to be in our lives more often than Mario. You know, isn't that kind yeah. of weird for yeah. an yeah. NES thing? Uh, the Mega Man games now go all the way up to 11. Uh, Mega Man's, That's just for the regular series, though. Yeah, yeah, for the regular series. So the core series, as it's yeah. referred to. Uh, so Mega Man 7 came out on the Super Nintendo. Uh, Mega Man 8 came out on the PlayStation 1. And, nine, and the Saturn, yeah. Yeah, and the Saturn. 9 and 10 came out on the Wii oh. uh, as, down, mm. as like downloadable games. And then... I think somehow eventually they got like re-released as like fake cartridges. I don't know if they actually work on your NES or not, but uh-huh. like people love them, and they actually are nine and ten. Just for what it's worth, they're not uh, as good looking as like say eight was. They actually went back to yeah. the roots of like what oh, one gosh, through yeah. six looked. I like. think nine also did like a shout out to the original terrible box too. Yeah, I think it did in the yeah. in its yeah in its uh, design or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do remember that they released a physical version. Uh, and then after 9 and 10, 11 uh, just came out recently and added like a... to mixed reviews. Yeah, it adds like a slowdown ability that you have and also like a constant power thing you have. It's really hard to explain here, but like, you know, it's different. Loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, doesn't have, it doesn't have loot boxes, but... On top of Mega Man 2 through 6 on NES, we also get six Mega Man games on the Game Boy. Uh, Six different versions of Mega Man on the Game Boy, and uh, they're only slightly different from their NES counterparts, but I imagine they're... Are they meant to be, like, 
counter to like, no, 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 no. They're they're their own. It's like its gotcha. own thing. Okay. Um, similar to like how Super Mario Land is its own thing on Game Boy. It's not like Super Mario Land is Super Mario Brothers. Right. It's, but a, on, it's a yeah, different it's its own thing. Game, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you have the Mega Man X games, uh, not the, <laughs> the extreme X sports, <laughs> but the, I Mega said Man, that earlier. the X series of games that Whatever. the reason why I bring them up and not all the other franchises that Mega Man has is because they're the most similar yes. to the Mega Man core franchise. And so you have X, which starts on the SNES, and then it goes all the way up to X8 on the PS2. And that also has now a collection of games. But... The, you know, that one kind of gets weird, too. Like, X1, X1, X2, and X3, I think, are, like, pretty well-regarded. But I think X4 through 8 are considered a mess. <laughs> so, I don't know. Let me know, Mega Man fans, how those games are. I, I'm sure I'll get to them eventually. But I have not played anything other than X1, and I really like it. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I played X4, but I have... I, I must have passed out after because i don't remember anything about it <laughs> yeah there there are so many other games in the Mega Man franchise but let's just talk about Mega Man 1's remakes because there are uh two yeah. that i know of the one least. i mentioned there's the one you mentioned Mega Man powered up yeah. on psp it's a it takes a chibi look to it's all weird. of the <laughs> to all of the Mega Man characters and everything which is very strange it also adds Oil Man and Time Man to the uh, as the as the additional two bosses. Time Time Man. I feel like that's like so much more powerful than any of the other. Uh... Well, I didn't play this one because I don't own a PSP. But apparently, um, on Polygon, there's a, there's an ongoing series of like where they rank the franchises of games in order from best from worst to best, and it's usually done by Jeremy Parrish. He says that Mega Man Powered Up is the best. Of the entire core franchise. Interesting. Yes. So I think uh, if, if that's anything to check out, he says that it's pretty much just Mega Man 1, but everything about it is better and more refined and a true Mega Man experience. Mm. And then <laughs> outside of Mega Man Powered Up, even earlier, Mega Man Wily Wars came out on the Sega Genesis. It was the first time that Mega Man was not on a Nintendo console, and the Genesis version uh, uh, the Genesis, not version. The Genesis game is just the first three games, Mega Man 1, 2, and 3, but playable on the Genesis with 16-bit graphics, a new arranged soundtrack, and other things like that. So it's basically just like a plussed-up version, but I gotta say, I played through that one. Not that great. No, uh, no. There, I, I feel like what what they added doesn't really add much more, similar to like, you know, like how powered up they were saying, like, oh, all these added things make the game like so much stronger than Mega Man One. This one, it's like the arranged soundtrack, take it or leave it for me. The sixteen bit graphics on the Genesis, they look kind of strange. <laughs> and there's like there's like this weird introduction of like slowdown that I don't like versus the slowdown yeah. on the NES. Uh so overall I'd say like it's interesting to play through them on a Genesis, but I didn't find that they added a whole lot to the Mega Man One experience. Not necessary, I think. But it, but if you were uh, if you're looking to play through more Mega Man games, I think like it's really interesting that they put the first three as like a remastered collection on the Genesis, and then on top of that, after you beat all three of those games, you unlock a new like exclusive mode called Wily Tower, where you go through and fight some new enemies and new Wily huh. bosses and stuff like that. At least it's not as milked as. Some games with their remakes and remasters. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I mean, sometimes we look at games, and then other times you have, uh, you know, like with Castlevania, 
Castlevania 1 and that kind of game system, like, you don't get that. That franchise doesn't make games, like, in that style anymore. No. Castlevania 1, 2, and 3 and um, Super Castlevania 4, like, those games are their own line of the Castlevania franchise, and they're done. Super Mario Brothers is still getting, like, Super Mario Maker or New Super Mario Brothers. Like, those things are still happening yeah. while they still make other versions. Mega Man is still getting, like, who knows? I don't know how Mega Man 11 did, but there might be a 12. Like, they're still getting versions of their games. Some franchises don't continue to get that love. No. Yeah. Speaking of love, let's find out if we love this game in the Essential Games list. Okay, we've been talking about this game way too long, uh, but I like it. I like it when the episodes go long. Sam, let us know your definitive answer. Is Mega Man essential? For me, I think that this game is essential. I think that it's got, you know, combat. It's got platforming. It has a very um, free way of approaching it, and you can kind of you have to think about how you want to do it. It's hard. It's got that Nintendo hard that you know some people find nostalgic and some people are looking for when they want to play an NES game. And I think that this has it. Uh, I don't know if it will stay um, essential for me when we play more games like this or when, you know, we play Mega Man 2. Um, Like if there's one to play, I don't know yet because I've only played this one. But for right now, I'm going to say it's essential. All right, Joe. So I went into the actually did have like a preconceived notion of, of things that I heard about this game being like not the best Mega Man game, it being the one that like doesn't doesn't deliver on what Mega Man is, doesn't really get you, you know, it's, it's not like you shouldn't play this one first, I've heard. And so I kind of went in this with a little bit of a negative thought, you know, idea about what the game was going to be. And it, it really kind of turned my opinion around. I, I, just to run through, I just got a little list of the things that I liked about this game, which is that each level is challenging and like Nintendo hard as they were. Rarely felt unfair. Sometimes it did feel unfair, but most of the time it felt fair and like doable and achievable. The power ups were satisfying to collect and, and use. The controls were better than most of the games that we've played on the NES. I mean, everything that we've been talking about through this game is so much head and shoulders above like 90% of the games we've played so far. The only thing about it that I at one point was grappling with whether or not it bothered me was when I got to the Dr. Wily stage, which I didn't really talk about too much how I was at first a little bothered by this this stage being so long and so difficult, and when you die, you have to go back to the beginning of the stage, even though it's kind of like five stages in one, made it almost seem like a little unfair at first, and, until I kind of decided to approach the final level as like something else where it's, even if you don't beat it, it's something that to keep the challenge going. It's not going to be the same as all the other levels. That's like the the thing you keep coming back to trying to beat. That's where the challenge really, that's when you're in the big leagues. And even if you can't beat the game, I think it's definitely worth playing and worth getting to this final level and trying to beat it. But either way, whether you beat it or not, I think this is an essential game. So according to our current rules, that means that it's essential as yeah. of right now. Um, that I think that rule is going to change. But, Sean, <laughs> now, you know, now you're free. You don't have to vote essential if you don't want to. You're free to pick whatever you want. You know, you can yeah, let you the know, record state on your side. I, I had a lot to say, but now that it, it doesn't matter, I'm just going to uh, abstain. But no, um, I, I'm also going to jump on this bandwagon. Um, I think that aside from 
the Nintendo royalty games, like the Mario, the Metroid, the Zelda. Um, this game very quickly and with uh, very little um, buildup established what a Mega Man game is. I know that like right now in 1987, like, yeah, Mega Man is Mega Man because that's the game that we're playing. But decades later, this is still what a Mega Man game is with a couple extra layers of paint on it. Um, it established a bunch of interesting ways to structure a game. Um, and maybe that's wrong, but this is the first time I'm seeing it chronologically. So I'm going to attribute this like choose your own thing to Mega Man. Um, and while it is frustratingly difficult for me, um, I still did have fun with it. And like uh, games like this can really only work if like your frustration is balanced with uh, feelings of accomplishment and just you, it just feels fun to play. So I I do have there are a lot of like blemishes on this game and it's not perfect, but I think that in the context of the history of side scrolling shooters. Uh, side-scrolling platformer shooters, this is an essential game. All right. Um, pressure's on me. Uh, better put this one essential, I guess. No, or do I do a Metroid on you boys? Because well, <laughs> uh, a lot of people let me live that down, that I voted Metroid not essential. Uh, and then there's other people who thank me for that. Uh, I get a lot of handshakes. I was you get recognized the on the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are just like, you're that, that guy. guy who stood up to Metroid. And I'm like, I hate Samus. I'm, I'm part of the Space Pirates. No, for real, though. Here's the here's the weird thing. Uh, it's unfortunate that my vote for whether Mega Man is essential has to come with some caveats. But th- this vote for me reminds me so much of like when we voted Excite Bike in Episode Five essential <laughs> it, 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 in a very strange way. Here's the thing, okay? I played Mega Man Two. I remember it. It was fantastic. We haven't gotten up to that yet in nostalgia, and I don't know, you know, how I. Sh- but I don't think that there has to be just one version of a game. I'm, I'd be shocked to find out I'm going to say, well, Super Mario Brothers 3 is in, so Super Mario Brothers 1 is out of the essential game. Yeah. So it's like, probably won't happen. So is there is there potential for Mega Man 1 and 2 to both be on the essential games list? Sure. Is there more potential that I put Mega Man 1 on the essential games list today, and then once 2 comes out, I say, guys, we got to really evaluate that Mega Man 1 pick because this is what a really essential game looks like. Do we just look at the eighty something, the 86, 87 games that we played so far and just say, well, based on these, this is how we look at essential games? Or do we look at them today, like, you know, in 2019 and say they're essential? It's very tough for me to say, and that's why I'm actually going to put it on the essential games list. I First off, I just want to say I do think this game is better than Metroid. Hands down. you know, If you're asking me, like, is this re- like, you know, would you really vote this one essential? I think it's in my top five games of the year, no doubt, and probably up there in, like, my total games that I've played so far on the NES. Mm-hmm. Will there be better games? Sure. But I'm going to just take it in the context of what we have currently. And this game is so unique and special right now in 1987's NES library that I have to put it on the essential games list, not caring what comes later. Because the right currently, what we're offering you on the essential games list, if you're following along with us, there's nothing else like that currently on there. So you need to have this game. In there, you need you need that game right now in the essential games list, and I fully do expect myself 
to have this off the essential games list by the time the podcast is over. You know, That's so weird. But uh, but I think as of right now, we need a Mega Man game on there. And I had such a good time with a game that was so difficult and really made me question my video game <laughs> skills that just for that alone, a game that is so tough that you still keep coming back to is a good game. You know, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. You're you're the problem in this game. Now, the game is not the problem here. And there are some weird things that I didn't like. I called out. The respawning of enemies when you move slightly off the screen. I hate that because the game is about enemy placement. And so to just defeat an enemy but walk off the screen and spawn a new one seems cheap. I also don't like... Ladders. What's that? (laughs) Sorry. I don't like ladders. Ladders. Yeah, I don't like... Well, it's true. I don't like the ladders in the game. uh, And I thought that there there might be a better way to deal with that. I also don't feel like the weapons are entirely balanced. Uh, the power-ups, I feel like I rarely used Gutsman unless I saw a boulder and said, this seems like a good time to use it. I never really thought about it. I didn't it, like, use it sometimes when I did see a boulder. <laughs> right, well, that's true, too. I didn't use it then, either. I also uh, didn't really care for uh, Iceman's ability other than like to freeze the lava, which was necessary in that one particular stage. I didn't care for a lot of the bomb thing. I barely used that other than on big guys, but those are when you're supposed to use them. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a lot of, like, a lot of things that Mega Man 2 can hopefully do better and things I'm looking forward to but I definitely think as of right now what I've played this is an essential game and needs to be on our essential games list there so it is so there you have it that's a unanimous it's a unanimous one uh, our last unanimous one was like a while ago yeah uh, probably Punch Out Legend of Zelda oh Punch oh, Out Punch Out, yeah, punch yeah. out. Yeah, oh. yeah we definitely gave Punch Out unanimous yeah. so it wasn't a while ago we just <laughs> love <Yeah>. Nintendo games <laughs> Yeah, Mega Man. How about it, guys? Go Bills. What would you play an Ultraman game? Because that came out on Super Nintendo and isn't nearly as fun. Is play that a, a real thing? Game? Ultraman, yeah, it wasn't wasn't Mega Man series. Oh. It was Ultraman. Uh-huh. The you guys don't know Ultraman? Oh yeah, I Ultraman. Know Ultraman. I know. In the Godzilla yeah. Kaiju universe. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. In the Kaiju verse, Ultraman's around, and so that's cool. Hopefully we get an Ultraman movie, though, and yeah. all for that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ultraman Sean's expanded for that. universe. Yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep 118 times during uh, the original Godzilla 2015 movie. Yeah, that was a sleepy time. Sleepy, but we both slept. You know what's a good thing to do? Um, in thanks for the invite. After a 2014 gut... <laughs> 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 All right, we're getting to post-show territory. Let me finish the show. Thank you so much for listening to Nostalgia. You can join us again next week when we cover Wizards and Warriors. And two weeks from now, we'll be covering our best of 1987, where we're going to get to the bottom of what an essential game is, and maybe some of these come off, maybe some of them do not come off. Yeah. Maybe we you know, rethink how we count the how votes. We count the votes. We're always going to be struggling with what an essential game is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And here's, here's an essential the part of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Our essential games are not uh, mandatory for you to agree with, and we love hearing whether you do or not uh, do or don't agree with them. So tell us how you feel about Mega Man by writing to us at nostalgicast at gmail.com or just talking to us on Twitter at nostalgicast. Uh, I feel like that's been a very good way to get a hold of people. Uh, a lot of people have written into us on Twitter and let us know thoughts about games, which we're always happy to hear about. We just did that in the previous episode. We just covered a bunch of thoughts on games that you or guys just, had. Or just write down your thoughts on a piece of paper and just let it sit there. Or put them we'll in a bottle it. and throw yeah. them in the ocean and hope that it gets to us. <laughs> we live relatively near an ocean. Yeah, So relatively. there's a small percentage that one of us would be at a beach and see it. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that a pigeon would be better, but if you want to send a pigeon, we live in New York City. So just yeah, tell the pigeon to go to New, New York, York City. City. You just speak it. You just yeah. say, go to New York He'll City. He'll definitely stand out as the only pigeon carrying mail. You know, yeah, like I all know of about our that. pigeons. I feel like there's, there's got to be carrier pigeons in the city. Uh, sure, like there's got to be, but yeah. Yeah, there must be. I don't see them as often. But also, pigeon talk is useless because birds are not real. And everybody <laughs> should true. know this. Uh, I do not run the Birds Are Not Real account, but I agree with their philosophy. <laughs> uh, bird watching goes both ways, people. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Sam. Uh, I'm Mike Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter. Uh, and I'll talk to you soon. And so will we. Uh,